Support for My Depression's Got Jokes comes from Non-Profitability. Do you have a mission that you know will help the community but don't know where to start? Non-Profitability has you covered. From courses to pro bono work to one-on-one coaching, Non-Profitability helps to make your dreams of building a successful nonprofit a reality. To get started, check them out at www.nonprofitability.org slash lift. That's nonprofitability.org slash lift. We, we really going to be out here doing um, amazing and incredible things. So just to make sure that y'all understand all with us, this is My Depression's Got Jokes. My name is Joy Donaldson, and we will return in two seconds. Okay. Can y'all hear me? Y'all can hear me. Okay. <laughs> Always got to make sure, especially after last week, we had a little bit of a mic mishap, but we are here live and in full effect on this good Sunday. Um, so y'all know in the very beginning of the show, I just kind of talk about whatever's happened in the last week and not necessarily in news, but more or less in um my individual life when it comes to mental illness, I always big up my therapist. I have affectionately dubbed her as Dr. Tubman. <laughs> and I will tell you why in a couple of minutes. So um, I did a little bit of a therapy note on my SoundCloud feed on this past, I believe it was Wednesday, no, Tuesday, this past Tuesday. And I uploaded that. It's unedited. It's me just talking. And... I challenged myself to complete the little mini podcast or the mini episode before I ended up at my therapist's office. So that gave me like 10 minutes to get through everything. I think it, I think I finished in like 13. Um, and I was walking in in the matter of like five minutes into my actual session. And what brought up the need for me to record this particular episode was the feeling of balance having to be trauma at least specifically for me. Um, My feelings that trauma had to be enacted um, or to achieve balance. For years, because of how I grew up, I grew up heavy, heavy in the church. Um, Good old Baptist church. I, I praise danced. I sang on the choir. I was the youth president. Whatever that means, <laughs> whatever that is, um, and I was in—I was constantly in a space where my religion was always in the forefront, and then topped it off with going to private school, made it, please, made it even even more difficult to be in those spaces. Um, so, in the midst of learning and unlearning and unpacking the things that I've learned over the last, let me see, it's been three years? No, well, I'll say two and a half years. Learning how to unpack and deal with things in a, lot, in a, in a healthier way has really caused me to have to unpack and unlearn a lot of the thought processes, and especially if they're extremely toxic. So one of my thought processes that I either allowed to attach to me or that I attached to, and me and Carl were talking about it earlier, was the idea that of martyrdom. That even in scripture it says the greatest form of showing someone that you love them is to die for them. 
And I told myself that because I come from a bit of a traumatic kind of toxic upbringing, that the only way that I could really show love and to be supported in the spaces in which I exist are to um, just, it's just, it makes me mad thinking about it, is to die spiritually, um, emotionally, and mentally in a lot of spaces. So that meant that no matter what somebody had done to me, it would always be in a space of I must have either deserved it or I just had to get over this. I just have to, I have to let this part of me die so that this other person's mindset, their, um, who they, their personhood can live. And I took that as a badge of honor. So when trauma and tragedy happened in my life um, and some good or something would come either before or after that, I would look at the tragedy and the trauma as, oh, okay, this is balancing me out because God, the universe or whatever, must have been looking at me and going, you know what, your life is going too good right now. Let me just throw something at you really quickly to make you remember that you are indeed fallible. So, <laughs> so I, took, I took that on. I was like, well, this must be what life is. So I have been having, I've, I have been having a really great few weeks so the old mindset in me decided, well, started to think, you're having a really good time. Some shit is about to happen. And, so, <laughs> and I immediately went into, okay, trauma is about to take place. There must be something wrong with either something I'm doing or something wrong with me in that space. So I went to my therapist and was like, you know what? <laughs> this is no longer conducive to my healing and to my self-acceptance and especially to my mental health. So <laughs> I, um, I went to her and, well, before I went to her, I actually started recording, started speaking on my own. So I was saying like, how is this fair? How is this life? How is this real that we can continuously equate balance as some sort of trauma, some tragedy had to happen to quote unquote balance us out? Why is that something that we even have to play with? Why is that an idea that even formulates and seems valid or real? And because of where my spirituality has me at now, a lot of those terms and phrases and even scriptures make me feel uncomfortable because it sounds very, just, it, it's, it's trauma porn almost in a lot of ways. It's like, if, if tragedy isn't happening in your life, the Lord must not love you. And it's like, and even in that space, like people have said in, in sermons that I've sat in, like if you aren't going through something, that means that you just got out of something or something else is on the way. So I have to constantly be at, at a state of war. I have to constantly be at a state of, of standing at like attention the entire time, getting ready to fight off whatever. Or if you're in the case of me, letting that shit hit you because somehow that's going to absolve you or make you pay for some sort of sins because you got to take yourself out to make other people live. And I had this weird fascination with martyrdom. And a lot, a big part of my healing and a big part of my mental health has been unpacking those things that are really, really toxic. And I'm really grateful to have my therapist, who, again, I have affectionately named, from henceforth, I'm just going to call her on this show, Dr. Tubman, because <laughs> the last session we were in, I was like, you're, you're, literally, you're literally my Harriet Tubman, because she told me sh straight up, I, we have to go back and grab you from where you are and take you out of this mindset. 
and she acknowledged that within her own doing and all these other things that have happened with her as a therapist and also her as a, as a human being that she has in, in she has been introduced to so many people that have very similar mindsets as me and the, the difference between not solely myself but uh people like me versus people that were um kind of still in those spaces and that we chose to get out and we chose to move on and we chose to go like, you know what? No, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't, that's not conducive to my health. That's not conducive to anything that's good for me right now. So why am I still believing that? Why am I sitting in this space and being like, oh, well, this is the way it has to be because if I don't stay this way, that means that the universe will look at me and think that I'm ungrateful. And so I have to just take all of this and just on the face. And a lot, people don't realize that, 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 that embodies PTSD, that embodies depression, that embodies anxiety, that embodies so many of those things. And the one thing that I want to continue to do with this podcast is to to really like connect a lot of those lines, a lot of those roads that, oh, okay, this in case you're someone that is still trying to figure out, I don't know where my mental illness stems from, especially in those families where nobody else has it, so why do you have it? It could very well be because of teachings. It could be because that wrong, that right person said the wrong thing, and you just took it because they're the right person. They're your they're your minister. They're your parent. They're your higher up. There's some. It, it was some authority figure that came along. It was like it has to go this way. If it does not go this way, then you are outside of something. You're outside of a will. You're outside of your your comfort zone. You're outside outside of somewhere that they have deemed it's the space in which you're supposed to exist. And if you don't exist in that space, you're going against something. So when I finally wrapped up the, I'm not going to give you all everything that I talked about, but primarily what I talked about was my Damascus day. A lot of people, I I still don't fully know exactly how I want to explain my Damascus day. Um, But if you're familiar with the story in the Bible, Damascus is the road, in which Saul was on, and within that three-day passage, that's when Saul became Paul. So I had my Damascus Day, March 4th, 2017, and how I can best describe it is feeling like you have imploded. And (laughs) not an explosion. And the reason I say implode, because I am a novice tarot reader, and that played a huge part into my spirituality where I am now. I've been learning the craft for about a year and a half now. Um, And one of the cards that a lot of people are afraid of is the Tower card. The Tower card is one of the major arcana cards. And it's fearful because of what it can potentially mean. And I can't remember which, what number it is in the major arcana. But it's hard to miss because it's a tower. Usually it's a tower on a hill and it has imploded. Nothing else can reach that tower. Like someone else, someone could try to exact war on that tower and they can't reach it. It's too far. So if the tower is destroyed, that means that it was destroyed from within. So it's this depiction of this tower imploding with fire and lightning and smoke and all these things. So that's why people are afraid of it because that means a lot of people equate it to destruction. So when you pull it in a reading, they're like, oh, shit, what is this? I ain't got time. No. And it, it, it could mean something falling apart. Um, 
people falling apart. And depending on your depiction of it, it can also mean that things falling together. But an old something had to be destroyed for a new something to be built. It's just the loud implosion is a lot to try to take in. Because nobody, like, we love watching old hotels explode, but we watch it from TV. Like, we, we watch it from home. To be the to be the hotel that explodes is it's a completely different monster. And that was me. I was in my car, eyes red, crying, aching, all these things going going wrong in my life. My mental health was shot. I didn't know what to do. Everything was just screwed up. I hadn't been in therapy in a while. I was just <laughs> everything. And I just imploded in that moment. And that was the beginning of the spiritual walk that I'm on now. And a lot of the things <laughs> that I was on previously no longer made sense and no longer, and that helped a lot in that, okay, cool, this is where we got to be. We got to, you got to get back into therapy. You got to pay attention to things again. You got to really get within yourself because now your foundation is gone. You don't have one anymore and you have to rebuild it. And so, because <laughs> it's imploded, like there's, you, you cannot build something new after you've blown something up until so all the shrapnel, all the bricks, everything is cleared away so you have a, a clear foundation to rebuild. And that's what happened to me. So I got really nervous when, that, when those thoughts of, oh, okay, trauma and tragedy has to happen for me to balance myself out. And my therapist looked at me. She was like, what are you talking about? What, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's what I've been, for the last 30 years, that's all I've known, is that's how, that's how you're balanced out. That's, that's, that's what helps you. When tragedy and all these things strike, whether it's a small tragedy, it doesn't even have to affect anyone else. It could solely be you. And nobody else knows what's going on in your life. It's just you. And Carl over here taking notes. <laughs> I'm going to bring you on in a couple seconds. I'm going to bring you on. So, it, um, being in that space, she looked at me. She was like, what are you talking about? We have to do whatever we need to do to unpack this mindset of yours and bring you out of it. Because it's, it's no longer, it wasn't conducive in the, even in the very beginning. It was just something that somebody had told you. And you're a kid, so you didn't know what to say back. And even when I wanted to speak back, it was like, hey, you're in a child's place. We don't want to hear from you. And I'm an only child raised in a house with three adults. Well, nobody talking to me. So <laughs> in that space, she's like, we have to do the work. And she, she told me I was so grateful for that. She was like, you come in here every week, and you're ready to do the work. You don't come in here and go, oh, well, I don't know. I don't. And that's really hard. To come in and be ready to do the work, because it, it, it takes time. I've been in therapy on and off for 12 years. And she is the first therapist I felt like I could come in and go, all right, listen. But it took me five therapists to get here. Five. It took me multiple therapists to get to this one that finally understood. Now I can understand why therapy can be a daunting task. And she looked at me and said that every time you come in here, you're ready to do the work. And that's what makes me grateful to come in here and talk to you about these things because I know you're going to go out and do it. So we're going to go and we're going to do this. We're going to unpack. We're going to make sure that you are good because where you're on the way to, you can no longer stay in this space. And so 
whatever that means, we're going to unpack you. So that was the moment she became our Harriet Tubman. Because she literally was like, I'm going to come get you. And I can see it in her eyes. Like, if you go back, I will shoot you. <laughs> I will take you out. And, but I'm grateful for her. And I'm grateful for the work that's being done. Because there are so many people like me that were raised with toxic theology and raised with and raised in spaces where you can only be a certain thing you can only have a certain amount of your own voice before somebody else comes in and tries to correct you and i'm refusing to now believe that she's like why can't you why can't you have good days and go, that just means more good days are on the way. But does it automatically mean a bad day has to come in to balance that out? Who told you that? And I had to think about it like, damn, who did tell me that? Did I tell myself that? What, did, what happened? So I'm going to bring you on, sis, and share, share, your, share your peace. Greetings, world. <laughs> because joy is over here. Confirmation is just all in the room. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Um, everything you said, it's just confirmation. So let me just give you a little background really quick. Every morning I write down in my journal, like, what do I need to think about for the day? How do I need to get focused for the day? And today it was being destructible. I feel like every day I have to move forward. Oops, before some dropping stuff. Every day I have to move forward and, like, the tone is being destructible. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't break. Yeah. You know, you can't uh, mess up this whole uh, dominion that you're in. You have to stay focused. You have to be an amazing mom. You mm -hmm. have to do all these things. And I said, well, in order to be indestructible, I have to know the things that will make me self-destruct. Yeah. And you have to identify um, how, how you feel, how those feelings will hit you. And at the same time, if it's going to be deconstructed, mm -hmm. if you have to be indestructible, then what are the things that will take you out? Hmm. How can we identify those things and how can we make sure that we remove them from our energy or mm -hmm. don't include ourselves? We talked about that earlier, yep. like not allowing myself to be pulled into a situation. Yeah. If I really don't have the energy for it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe I don't have to fix that. Maybe that's not on me to fix. Maybe I don't have to die. I don't have to die trying to help you get <laughs> right. through. Right. Help you to live. Or, yeah. I don't, maybe I don't even have the energy. Maybe my cup isn't even half full. It's half empty. Yeah. I need to stop and refuel. So and I got to tell you that my, look, I don't have it in my I cup right now. And you're just going to have to be all right with that. I don't that. have it today. <laughs> like, that is, it's just, it was beautiful because at the same time, a, a while ago, I would have thought about that imploding, like, oh, I am just so. But at the same time, when you think about things that crumble, that make amazing things, like mm -hmm. seeds, trees. Like, yeah. That tree was a seed at one point, and it had to break completely apart and fall apart in order to sprout a tree. Yeah. Even, um, let's just, you know, I'm Big Bone Barbie, Big Bone Vegan, and the career cheerleader. I have several things, so let's go to Big Bone Vegan. I like food, okay? <laughs> um, cheesecake is, like, one of my amazing, <laughs> it's like a guilty pleasure. Come on, cheesecake. But come through. If there will be no cheesecake if there were no ground up graham crackers. You better make a sermon out of cheesecake. Of the crust. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like we have to ground up those graham. They have to fall completely apart. <laughs> completely apart. Before and that's the core of it. Yeah. And then we have to put everything on top. Yep. We gotta heat it up. Yep. Cool it off. Yep. 
Heat it up again, I believe, before you put that last little layer on top. You get that, that last cream. little, like. <laughs> then it comes out completely chilled after it's completely done. And, like, the crust, I mean, I am always licking my fingers, like, <laughs> we need the crust. Yeah. But there would be no, we don't want no full graham crackers on the bottom. You had to break that apart. Yeah. It's not a part of what the greater picture is going to be. Like, so yep. I would have thought about it a completely different way mm-hmm. a while ago. See? Yeah. So how do you feel when it comes to... Like, how would Kara, when you talk about going back a while ago, how would Kara speak to Kara then that was still in that space? How would I speak to my previous self? Yeah. You know, one of the things that was also kind of cliche about what you said about the indestructible part is um, I feel like when, when when we try to dismiss things, you know, those past things cannot go further with us. We can't take those along. We need to leave them where they are. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to acknowledge that I need to leave them alone because that old Kara is who got me to the new Kara. So I don't want to dismiss her. That's valid. I don't want to let her, you know, you're, you're the one who went through the pain so I can stand up here strong all on a podcast, you know <laughs> what I mean? Living my best life. If I wasn't so foolish, immature, green, naive, mm-hmm. and tried to heal everybody else's stuff outside of my own, yeah. then I wouldn't have realized I fixed everybody else's life but mine, and then I wouldn't be in a place to successfully fix my life. I wouldn't even have been able to receive it, but I would have tried to tell that Kara, girl, <laughs> you in trouble. <laughs> You in danger, girl. You need to slow down. You in danger, girl. You need to (laughs) slow down. Yes. You know, life doesn't have to look one kind of way. And this is a perfect segment into this parenting. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I have a 16-year-old. And I put on Facebook often, I am not that that parent with the, we got straight A's again status. (laughs) I am not that parent. I'm the one who is like, we are not getting straight A's over here. We get all the other letters <laughs> on the grading scale. You know what I mean? And, and I would have just told that person, that Kara, your life does not have to look one kind of way. If you just remove your expectations to a certain level, you can have them. You can set goals. You can aspire to reach certain levels. But when you don't, it doesn't mean it's a failure. Mm-hmm. You still try to achieve it. So that's. That's probably the biggest part of what I would tell my younger self is to keep going, mm-hmm. stop drowning in what it was. Prime example, I went to my part-time job yesterday. I work in an apartment complex. I have a lot of hustles. <laughs> um, and the power was out, evidently mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. Of course, it rained. So I'm yeah. like, it rained. And they're like, why was it out? And What's my, going my on? My initial thought was, it's, it's on right now. Right. I don't know why it went out. Life, I would suppose, it's how it happens. It goes up and down sometimes. But why did it go out? I mean, I had so many calls about why it went out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but we're, we're in the next step. Yeah. It's on. This is not 95 where it goes out in every storm. So it's not even going out as frequently as it used to. Mm-hmm. And even, even still, when it went out, you are just still dwelling on why it went out. Right. We have to move forward. So that goes back to like that unpacking mm-hmm. what doesn't serve us any longer. Yeah. It doesn't really matter why it went out. It was corrected. Let's move forward. You know what? On that note, we're going to go to our first commercial <laughs> break because we got so much to hear back from Gara. And... Let me see. So after this break, we're going to open up a little bit more about who Cara is as an individual, who Cara is as a mommy, and all the other incredible things that she does. And we're just going to, uh, we, we're going to talk about white privilege just because we can. Uh, all right. We'll see you soon. And we're back. <laughs> we're really going to start to unpack and learn more about Ms. Cara. So 
The things I'd like to ask, well, the main question I'd like to ask ahead of all of my interviews is, what makes you laugh when your brain goes sad? Oh. Oh. What makes me laugh when my brain goes sad? Oh, that's a beautiful question. Um, what makes me laugh? Sometimes if I really, I mean, it depends on what's the level of sad, because I'm an overthinker. It's, it's yours. Same, Girl. overthinker as well. Um, if it is sad regarding um, parenting, mm -hmm. then I try to pull up Kevin Hart, because I feel like hearing, <laughs> hearing his dad, you know, not be able to cross that step. Um, <laughs> It gets me through. You know, it gets me through. Um, if it's sad with work and I am not, I am not getting through. I will pull up Eric Thomas. Um, he okay. makes me laugh just because I laugh at the fact that I know I'm going to be that great one day. I just, I just know I am, and I'm like, man, I'm going to inspire somebody with this terrible story about how they left me out of this email. Yes. Um, so. That's okay. That's child. That's parenting. That's work life. Um, mm -hmm. Just personally, if I'm sad, heartbreak, whoop, 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 if I need to uh, laugh, um, I look at Just Right. The movie? That is my movie, yes, with Queen Latifah and Common. Okay. And um, I cut it off right before Common comes back to get her because I haven't had that yet in my life. <laughs> um, and I just laugh at the fact that I know God going to do something big when he bring it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I tend to go to movies and things like that when it comes to uh, things that make me laugh with my when I get to say it. Okay. Which is valid. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the idea that there hasn't, there doesn't have to be one way. No. And it, it could be as... It's levels of sad. Yeah. It's levels of sad and it's levels of ways of dealing with that sad. It's like Marcus's way is... Who did he say it was? It was some... It was music. I know it was music. Okay. It was certain that... What was it? No, not Guns N' Roses. Is it Guns N' Roses? I think it's Guns N' Roses. Yeah. I think that's... Okay. I think that's his like go to whenever things. Not, listen, nothing wrong. And at, at the same time, at different levels of my life, it was different things because, like I said, I was big bone Barbie. Um, I used to not hide behind personas, but it was easy to just call myself something else instead of telling somebody what Kara was going through. Yeah. So I did a lot of funny bone, uh, amateur night comedy mm -hmm. because you got to laugh to keep from crying, right? Yeah. So I would get up there and tell these stories and hear all the other parents laugh about how their children also didn't do chores. And it made me feel <laughs> a little bit better. Like, whew, I'm not the only one. Yeah, not just me. So, yeah. So, yeah. It just depends on what level of I'm at. Right okay. Now, it's definitely movies and just going to other sources instead of internalizing it. How, yeah. How long have we been sad and like the previous people? Mm -hmm. Why did the power go out? How long did I? I've got the light back. I don't mm -hmm. have to worry about why it went out. So, so tell me about who is Kara? At her core. Who is Kara? Kara, Kara just wants to inspire other people that you can make it too. Mm -hmm. Like in, in any area that I'm in, parenting, work life, hence the career cheerleader, weight loss. Like mm -hmm. I've lost 60 pounds over three years. Nice. It took me a while. But it doesn't have to look one way. We look at these before and after pictures mm -hmm. and no one talks about the day that you passed out in the gym. Like it's it's hard to be oh, wow. in there. You yeah. know what I mean? I didn't pass out, but I'm just saying I'm oh. out of breath and girl <gasps> <laughs> burpees again. How many sets? Like I nobody hate burpees, talks by the way. about that part. Yeah. So um yeah, at the core I just want to inspire people. I want mm -hmm. to push them forward. I wanna let them know that they can do it too. Um, I just want to be kind. I want to do things that only agree with my spirit. I've, in my younger days, I did so many things 
trying to you know be around people that I love mm-hmm. and realizing just because I love you, I don't like what we're doing. I don't like how you're making me feel. Yeah. I don't like what you're putting yourself in. I'm concerned now yeah. and stressed out for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to also find my balance. That's who I am at the core. Like I have to stay half full mm-hmm. so that I can give you any ounce. I actually have to overflow. You get the right. overflow. Yeah. I need oh, you to that's be completely good. full. That's so, good. I yeah. like that. It's a Yonlas. It's not mine. But it's <laughs> accurate. We give credit where credit is due over here. You know what I mean? We're not stealing. All these words are for everybody. God created yeah. them all. They're there all ours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like these memes. Yeah, I will take your meme and post it. I love a good meme. The Lord gave it to us. Yes. (laughs) They're for all of us. I love a good meme. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about, because you do so much. I know. A girl Jamaican at my heart. I just got back (laughs) from Jamaica. I'll tell you how I ran away from home later. You know what? That's a a story for another episode. Yes. Um, (laughs) Well, tell me about what you do, do and tell me what you don't do. What I don't do, um, I, let's start with the don't. I okay. try not to complain as much okay. as possible. I do try to look at the bright side. That's a- um, I am a training analyst for the government. I've been there 18 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the day-to-day stress one day of trying to figure out who is going to motivate me to stay at this job for 30-something more years, <laughs> I said, I need a career cheerleader. Ooh. There wasn't one, so I became the career cheerleader. I created what I, I needed. I created the life I wanted, and that's exactly what I'm trying to do for everybody else. So that's what I do at the core of who I am. That started the, the outside opportunity, but outside of that, I also make candles. I design journals. Um, I created a brand called Candle Wax and Wine back mm-hmm. in 2012. Um, and in creating the candles and, and doing wine tastings at my home, trying to have that creative outlet, I realized... I really don't like candles and wine or creating things. I'm just really, really good at it. Mm-hmm. I don't always have to sell something that you're great at. You don't always have to make money from something that you're great at. Mm. And at the core of everything I was trying to do, I realized I like to talk to people. Yeah. And I wanted to talk to people. So the goal now is to, in whatever form I can get in, such mm-hmm. as this podcast, mm-hmm. um, such as a symposium I'm going to in Canada in September, nice. um, I just want to get out there and speak and motivate people in any platform that I can relate to. Yeah. I'm really just trying to emphasize my personal experiences, not a book I read, not <laughs> what someone else said that I want to reiterate mm-hmm. outside of a Yonla. I'm about to say, you, um, <laughs> yeah, really you got to give it to beloved. What's my perspective, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, from it? And who else is thinking the way I'm thinking? Somebody has to. So for people like me who are coming into the... Let me see. Going back into corporate America. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. You're going back? I'm going back. Mm. So what what words of wisdom? Uh, well, give us give us three, give us three things that we can take with us, especially those of us that either are going back, well, yep. going back into corporate America, or those of us that are trying to get out. Mm. Going back into corporate America, mm-hmm. three things that I could give you words of wisdom. Yes, if you are going into corporate America, I want to say first start with your self talk. Identify why you're going back. What's your purpose? What are you mumbling to yourself? What are you saying to yourself? Make sure it's effective. Um, At the same time, be real with what your story is. Um, What is your true testimony? So that when you get back into corporate America, you can stand up completely in that and be successful. And at the end of the day, identify uh, any wins and losses. It's not always about winning, but losing. If there's a lesson learned, like keep that in mind. For those who want to leave corporate America, do not be victim shamed or entrepreneur shamed because you are you uh, you you haven't left soon enough. 
Yeah. You, you haven't, you, you quit your job. You hear that all the time. Quit your job if it's your passion, leave. I want to. I've given myself a personal time frame of two to five years because I have a teenage human I need to continue to raise. <laughs> and the Lord has assigned me 18 years minimum to get in the best <laughs> space. Okay? I have a mortgage that I'm signed up for for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Can't quite just quit that. So don't be shamed into not quitting or doing things in someone else's identified time frame. Mm-hmm. Don't feel that way. Um, if you're trying to leave corporate America. In addition to that, trust your process and trust how you feel and trust what you want to start before you leave. That's a good word. Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of us do struggle with that because everybody is like, y'all need to grind. Y'all need to be, I don't yes, sleep. I'm asleep when I'm dead. I don't even know why not to work. Y'all need, y'all still got bosses. Y'all yes, still, it's like everybody don't includes do a rest that. Day. Right, you can still sleep. You know we still doing that in 2018. I'm not doing that. I'm, I want to go to bed. I've, I've done that before. Um, you know, I'm not also speaking into existence unrealistic things in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, forget that. Or the real word we want to say, you know, F that. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I ain't worried about that. Mm-hmm. Why are you talking about it? Things I'm not worried about aren't even on my mind. Right. You know what I mean? So maybe you are worried about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you not need to identify why you're worried about it. Mm-hmm. Figure out how to get rid of that. You know what I mean? It's several things we need to really specifically speak. Yeah. Stop just saying these around about, I grind all the time. You know what? Don't feel like grinding today. I don't. Took a sick day today because I needed that. Like, it's okay to identify you're having a weak moment. Mm -hmm. It's a moment, not a lifetime, and nothing. No trouble lasts anyway. Like, really stepping into that. Really stepping into it. That that mindset irritates me. That whole ball is life. We've all done it. We I all mean, gr- I've never I always, but I always felt bad about it. I always felt like, well, I, I want to sleep. I want to rest. You know I want to be able, because I feel like if I do that, in fact, I know that when I do that, I'll be well, I will be a lot better adjusted to be yeah. able to get all the things I need to get yeah. done. So the whole grinding aspect of it to me mm, defeats the purpose. Even the hustle. And you know, this is the thing. When it comes to grind, mm-hmm. like let's really think of the word, like I'm grinding. I'm just mm-hmm. uh, grinding gears. Is that really how you want to go into a business meeting? Because I feel like you grind yeah. gears, Just, you're going to have to fix them a lot more. It doesn't always have to be a grind of that level. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, we have to really identify where we're at, too. Mm-hmm. When I grind with my friends and I'm at an event and I'm hustling, and that looks different than when I'm grinding and going to turn in these LLC papers. Right. Requires a different level of patience, requires a different person and persona and how I need to speak and what I need to do. It's okay to adjust who you are. Just keep the real you at the core. And some days the grind includes just not doing anything. If you're, you know, and that's another thing. Uh, Eric Thomas, he, he has this great analogy. He talks about, you know. People want to just go and they just want to get to it. You know, you just Grand Theft Auto. You stealing everything. You shooting everything. You, but you don't have any aim. Right. You just shot up everything around you. Mm-hmm. What was your target? Yeah, I want. I just want to be able to you let just, off. You know, if you if you busy and you in these streets and you hustling, it sounds like you're running errands. Did you did you accomplish? What did you accomplish today? Because I don't need I don't need a Gatorade to hit send. I don't. That's what I'm. I, you know, it doesn't take. It don't take all that, and I I think we embody, especially us as Black folk. I think we embody the idea that. We got to be twice as good to mm-hmm. get ha- twi- to get half as much. We got to do all these things. Yeah. So when we're not grinding, we're somehow being lazy, and all of us don't look the same. Yeah, your grind and my grind do not look the same. Okay. My grind is very. I'm gonna get up. 
I have my office hours, even though I am self-employed. I have my office hours. So if you hit me anytime before 10 o'clock. No. You know, my grind, <laughs> my parenting grind, when my son was 10, it was very much do something on the weekends. I was working in D.C. I need to go do this, and I need to get him to practice. Mm-hmm. My grind now with him at 16 is I need him to go to work and have a bad day. And I need to stop and listen when he comes home to tell me, my manager got on my nerves. Mm-hmm. And I need to listen. Yeah. The grind is more patient at this level in parenting for mm-hmm. me. Some people are, you know, they're still running around. And, my son, is he needs to experience some things on yeah. his own. So my grind is, is patience. Mm-hmm. You can patiently grind. Sometimes no action is also an action. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it just depends on where you are. We got to stay focused in that. So as a mom... Mm-hmm. If you had the ability to get rid of any archaic <laughs> phrase or mindset or any 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 sort of just yeah banner that we stood by for all these years, yeah. what would it be and why? Just one. Well, I mean, I mean let's let's do three. Let's do three. Do three. Uh, you know, uh, uh, these are things I like to call leftover slave shit. There you go. Um, That's real. Listen. Um, what happens in my house stays in my house. Mm, that's how molestation mm. just goes right on under the rug. Some okay. things that happen need to be said. Yeah. Some things that happen need to be said when you're able to say them and when you've healed effectively. That part too. Um, you know what I mean? So that's, that's one. Um, do as I say, not as I do. Bullshit. You know what? I had to really just tell my son, especially when we got a little bit older, you know what I mean? Yes, I've smoked weed before. Mm-hmm. I, my goal is not to tell you, you know, we've all tried it. I know you're going to try it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be around. It's in conversation. It's in every song. I've done it. I'm not here to tell you it's terrible. It's wrong. Like, I'm judging your friends. I'm here to tell you there are better decisions that you can make. Yeah. That's it. If you choose to do it, great. Shout out to you. <laughs> Listen. Not there really there I are want other to. things that you can do. Yeah. That's it. Um, you know, so that's another. And um, uh, I can't. There are a few. Um, Go for it. Even just the. I don't know how to touch on this one without. Um, we hit the unpack. Just we, the. Right. Okay. We hit the unpack. Um, even just the, um, you know, as I, you know, because I said so. That's probably the, the bigger last one that I want to mention, you know, because I said so is not effective. Yeah. Um, you know, my son is a leader. He is he is he will fight to the end for for what he believes in. He's fighting for the wrong things like chips. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want them. I, I'm hungry. OK. Wrong thing to fight for today. Yeah. Um, but he is a leader. And, you know, so when I tell him, you know, I need to take out the trash. I'm tired. Valid point. I'm tired as well. Mm -hmm. I've only worked 48 hours this week. And I need you to take out the trash because we're here to help out in the household. Mm -hmm. We all have to help out. So sometimes I will acknowledge him. You know what? You do look tired. You've had a long day. Let me go ahead and take out the trash. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes when he sees me getting up and and, and doing it, he will get up and try to help out in his own way because I do have to be the example. And I also want to just remind him, with or without you, once you turn 18, if you choose to leave, I have to take care of the household. The same way you'll have to take care of yours. So on one hand, I want him to enjoy being a child, but at the same time, I, I do take the step to give a little bit further explanation on my parenting so that he feels included and he understands he's a part of the process and whether he's listening right now or not, he'll hear it later. So so that type of parenting that can be looked at as like that black new ageism progressive mm, yeah, parenting. Yeah, my 
family don't like it. I mean, you know, they don't. They don't. It's not even that they don't like it. They just don't understand. Don't understand it. it. You know, yeah. My son has his own challenges um, with some things, um, and we've talked about mental illness. Of course, his is not a, like an official diagnosis because they don't want to diagnose children. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, on the other side of just that mental illness is, no one talks to the parents about, hey, what are you doing mm -hmm. to get through? You know what I mean? And. Um, what I do to get through is choose to talk to him. He has some anger issues, as we all, everybody has anger issues, first of all. Mm -hmm. um, he just tends to act on his a little <laughs> bit more. Um, and at the same time, it's better for me to talk to him instead of beat his ass. You just need to beat his ass. Leftover yeah. slave shit. Yeah. Um, physical nothing, hitting nothing, never stop the slave from running away. So I don't know why we continue to do that. Yeah. Um, sometimes it is effective, and you have to also know your child. There are some children I can point out, one good beating, and that's it. Mm -hmm. They don't need anything else. They get it. They understand. You know, children, three, pop, pop. Okay, no, they get mm -hmm. it. They understand. Some children just want to touch the fire, though. Yeah. They just do. And sometimes you have to let them so that they know it does burn. Mm -hmm. It burns like that. Mm -hmm. It looks like that. feels like that try to avoid it, and they have another lesson. I, I, it's not up to me to dictate what God's journey for his life is. That's, right. that's for me. And that's, at the end of the day, if for parenting, whether someone's listening and doesn't agree or understand, mm -hmm. that's what works for me. At right. the end of the day, I still have to maintain and identify my mental nourishment, sanity, balance. That's what works for me. Yeah. My son is six foot two, 256 pounds. If he starts to have a, a, a as I call a teenage temp tantrum, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? When he does that, I, I tend to ask him, are you done? <laughs> so we can discuss it. You know what I mean? Are, <laughs> are you ready to discuss? I bring him into my space. Yeah. I don't, I, what you're doing is not something I'm aligned with. Mm -hmm. Don't like it. Yeah. Don't like how you're making me feel. Yeah. Let me know when you're ready to discuss it. And he will come back and acknowledge that he goes far. And then I have to say... Do you like how it felt when you had to humble yourself and apologize? And do I know what that feels like because mm -hmm. I used to have a little anger problem too. Mm -hmm. I've adjusted it because I didn't like how it felt to humble myself and apologize over and over. So I thought before I acted. Eventually he will get it. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all I can do. That's what works for me. I absolutely love it though because it, it, it almost like puts you in a space where you're uh, an active partner or an active participant in your childhood. It's not like you're just off to the side constantly being told what you can and cannot do. Yeah. And it took me a while. I'm still learning how to do that with yeah. my daughter because of what I was raised under, this mm -hmm. whole identity of like, you know, children should be seen and not heard. Yeah. We really don't really care what you have to say. You aren't really going through anything. You don't pay no bills in this house. Like yes. I still catch myself in that space of being like, really because when I see her doing something that I know is wasteful, that I know is like, yo, did you buy it? Did you, do you know how it feels? It, it's like, girl, did you, yeah, you, know, you know, you were with me when I bought it. And I don't understand how you just used you all of it. Left. Right. You, you know, back. Like, you know, you, you, you saw me yeah. put the Kit Kat back. You know how badly I wanted that Kit Kat. I had you a know, long week. I ain't even had a Kit Kat yet. And you was like, you know what? Let me eat all 24 <laughs> of these popsicles today. But you know, <laughs> T.D. Jakes said this word one time, and he was like, you know, we're expecting loyalty from children who don't even know what loyalty is. Hmm. And I had to change my discussion to get through to my son so that he will eventually just remember it. So when he does things like that, like mm -hmm. he, I bought a pack of chicken nuggets. Like I said, he's six foot two. <laughs> I think he made, I think 30 might have come in, and he made 25. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I just need you to respect my coin. Right. I bought those for it to last for the week for you. Right. Looks like it may last two days. I'm disappointed. Hmm. I just need you to understand how I feel. Yeah. And then he'll be like, well, I didn't want to disappoint you. But you did. But you did, though. 
So the next time, while you still eating the chicken, nuggets. maybe don't make twenty five. Enjoy it. I bought it for you. <laughs> I don't even eat chicken nuggets. Um, but just understand, I'm not buying anymore. Like I had to set boundaries. Like because when Wednesday hits and you're like, damn, I'm out of chicken nuggets. Really can't be mad at anybody else but you, you in the house. So I'm not buying anymore. No, I'm not. Go to the store once a week. You know, mm. just yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful because I have somebody else to talk to with these with these types of parenting skills. Because I I do the same thing. I'm like, when when my daughter will like do something that she was she was that that kid initially mm-hmm. that you could pop her a couple times she'll be good. Yeah. But then as she progressed and got older, whoopings whatever didn't work on her. And instead of me succumbing to what you know black. Parenthood one on one manual says that I should just beat her ass no matter what she does. Okay, and then after and then what? Then what? And then because what happens is that you will beat your kid and then just walk away. Yeah, and so that kid has no idea. And I'm guilty. Of, <laughs> I'm guilty of that, especially in the very beginning. I'll just and you think about what you've done. They're like, I don't even know what I did. What it's like. Of- what did, what did we give them to think about? You just thought that you just gave them. Now they just see the pain. Right. They feel the pain. They feel the pain. Um, and they got to sit in it. And they're like, I don't even know what to do with this. Facts. I had to really identify with myself that I'm doing the same thing I'm telling him not to do. You know just what? like I said, he has anger issues. Same. And I had to really stop and, and future think forward and say to myself, if he has a boss he doesn't like, he may feel like. I'm gonna beat your ass because you get on my nerve. You mm-hmm. not listening to me. You mm, and he may still react that way. That's his life. But mm-hmm. hopefully he will stop and have a conversation and say, you know, I feel disrespected. Like mm-hmm. I literally just started talking to him, like we were in court. I had to because mm-hmm. you're gonna be in so many life situations where your anger will not help you navigate through it. Mm-hmm. So can you try to come to my space, please? Mm-hmm. And even though some people feel like. You know, you're giving your child too much freedom and, you know, he doesn't, how how does he get the chance to walk away if you still want to talk to him because something's not done or unresolved? I had to just tell them, you know, I had to remove what I could. You know what I mean? Like I tell my son all the time, you disrespect me. I don't like what you did. I just moved different. Mm -hmm. I don't have to assess it, address it. You know how you felt. You know what it was. I'm going to move different. Mm -hmm. So when you want $5 to go to the store... Probably won't have it because I don't tend to invest in people who disrespect me, don't mm. listen, don't identify what I'm saying at home, follow the rules. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. You can have everything you want if you can do what you need to do. And that's why my keynote speech is follow the rules and then create your own, my uncommon career journey. That's a good word right there. So yeah. I'm going to ask a potentially difficult question. Cool. How is it raising a black son in mm-hmm. America 2018? Oh, it's difficult. You know, people want to act like this is not real life. You know what I mean? Like, my son's record started at nine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We we need to go ahead and just start talking about it. Like, he's had charges since he was nine years old from Mm -hmm. school. You know what I mean? Uh, In a school, in a situation where they've identified and are aware he has anger issues, and we've gone to, you know, counseling and done certain things, but at the same time, they still choose to press charges like it is difficult and because of who he is I'm afraid that no one's going to stop and see him for who he is because outside of the challenges he's also an amazing kid yeah you know what I mean we tend to want to see all those amazing qualities when there are other 
juveniles who are not African American mm-hmm. for some reason. Um, they but, get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I feel like no one will stop and as- assess his. They will just see a six foot two person mm-hmm. looking some kind of way or in trouble or whatever, and not identify. I wonder what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want them to shoot first and, re- and react last or second. You know what I mean? All I can do is uh, release them completely back to God. And what I mean by that is that is not just a statement of I'm praying it away. Yeah. I'm trying to just God's God. It is in one instance that he's got it. But at the same time, am I a believer in my faith or not? Mm. Am I going to let this go or am I going to stay in it in my mind or not? Mm-hmm. Like at some point you have to get yourself some peace and, and rely on the parenting, whether it looked the way you wanted to or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's difficult, but it's there. And I just have to just move forward with it. I try to, I do indirect parenting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when he's in a good mood and we're having a casual conversation, I'll say, man, it's just a struggle out here. Did you hear about that young man? I wonder what he could have done to change that situation. Mm-hmm. What would you have done if you were in that situation? Man, I can't imagine. I might have thought about reacting like X, Y, and Z. But I probably should respond like A, B, and C. So I try to do it indirectly. Because I feel like when we talk, talk to our children and say, you need to, you need to, you need to, all they hear is a list of more things I got to do. They lazy. They don't even know what work ethic is yet. <laughs> you know? So it's more conversational to give him examples than... Telling him everything it, he needs it, to do. Yeah. Because it's, it's difficult. I've, I'm still learning how to do that, honestly. Because all I've ever known was example, example, yeah. example. Do as I say now as I do. Here's this. You need to do this. Yeah. And my, my daughter will come to me and ask and say certain things that'll happen in school. Like so, My daughter's not. Yeah. So there will be certain things she'll say that such and such did this at school and it made yeah. me mad. Okay. Um, well, well, specifically, for an example, um, one of her friends... Something had happened to mm-hmm. them because of another friend. Right. And I asked her, well, how does that make you feel? If initially, at first, it was an I don't know, because that's a default answer as a kid. Hey, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, right, I don't know. And then my next statement will be, well, you brought it up. Obviously, mm-hmm. you must feel some sort of way. Well, and then a couple minutes will pass. Yeah. And then it will be out of nowhere, as I've already moved on from the conversation, started listening to music, all of a sudden, my daughter talks like this when it's really... Right. When she really has right. something to say. It, the music can be on, and she'll just start a conversation just yeah. like this. And then, So I got to turn. I'm all, Now I'm annoyed because I got to turn this stuff down. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And it's, I don't know, because and she, by that time, she's already in the middle of the conversation that mm. I missed in the very beginning. Mm. And so it's, well, I think if it was me, I would have done it like this. Okay, why would you have done it that way? Right. What would that would have helped? What would that would have... Have you thought about how so-and-so feels? Like, I'm trying right. to put her in that space of taking ownership of how she feels mm-hmm. while also acknowledging how her actions affect other people. Yeah. So it could be... It could, it's, it's difficult because we're both raising kids in 2018, black kids in Man, 2018. Talk about it. And... Trump's America 2018 in America. Right. So Someone who my son does what Trump does and he gets in trouble. Right. Trump does it and he's praised. You know, it's, it's difficult. Right. Um, in that situation, again, all I have is my life lessons in perspective. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, my son tries to give me those, I don't know, answers, I try to say, well, what do you know? Hmm. Sounds like you don't like how it feels. Right. If it was me, 
this is what I would do. You know, not trying to feed them or guide them into what mm-hmm. I would do, but just give them examples to a certain degree. Depends on, you know, you haven't gotten maybe to the sex conversations yet, but we've gotten to. Well, we've been doing initial. good. Yeah, we've yeah. been doing good touch, bad, good touch, bad touch since age three. Right. But she hasn't come to me yet. She did come to me last week and said, "Mommy, I'm lonely. I want a baby sister," but that's completely different. <laughs> I can't go buy a baby. <laughs> Just Listen. out of nowhere. What? Out Listen. of nowhere. I was just like, well, so I'm lonely. I'm so like, you got, baby you got two dogs in the house. What do you mean? Two. I, I got two as well. <laughs> I can't. No. Listen. You got two dogs in the house. I don't know if I have 18 years in me. I thought I really did recently. <laughs> I was like, oh, babies. But nah, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we don't know what the Lord's going to allow. But, right. um, you know, in that moment, you just have to kind of give examples from your perspective that are I try to give good and bad. Because you you, you're really exhibiting open dialogue versus just being like, well, dude, that sucks. And I, Depen- I, well, I suck with that because I'll just be like, is, oh, for real, that's what's up. Dep- and I it, dep- <laughs> it depends on what it is, though, because I can be very, I'm kind of passive aggressive depending on the topic. So mm-hmm. depending on, like when my son talks about uh, quitting his job, he's been there two weeks, mind you. <laughs> Um, Taco Bell. Because um, the workforce is hard. Oh, look, you know, so when he talked about, you know, I might just quit. Create the life you want. And then I'll walk off. Because I don't have any more. <laughs> you know what working is. You know what you like about it. You know what you don't. Create the life you want. I love you that. Because it puts the onus back on him. It puts it back on him. He came to me the other night. Middle of the night. Ma, I got a Charlie horse in my leg. Because he played basketball all day long. And I said, you know. You knew you had to work tomorrow. You probably yeah. shouldn't have wanted to overexert yourself, but it's okay. You got the Charlie horse. Here, eat this banana. I don't want to eat a banana. You know what to do. And I walked away. <laughs> because you asked for my assistance. I gave it to you. Yeah. You didn't like it. Sounds like you know what to do. Right. And he said, well, I'm drinking some water. I just didn't want to eat the banana. I was just offering the banana because it has the potassium that can help you with your Charlie horse. But yeah. you didn't want it. And you don't have to eat it. Yeah. I'm going back to bed now. Good night. <laughs> you, you've asked for my assistance. I've provided it at the level I could. Yeah. I'm sorry that you wanted me to run in here like a firefighter. And fix all and your problems. And put you on a, on a mattress and massage your leg out. That ain't what I'm doing. No. Here's a banana. We don't have any orange juice. Quickest thing for you. You don't have to eat it. Like, that's all I can do. Like, that's my best. Yeah. So, it depends on the moment. Sometimes it's very... Mm-hmm. Stop and drop, and here you go. Here's a little tidbit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is a dialogue. If I feel like he needs it, mm-hmm. if I feel like he continues to bring it up because he wants to talk about it and doesn't know how, mm-hmm. um, so it just depends on the topic of what's going on. I actually love that though because that that helps me to try to figure out how to do this thing because I'm like, I really I get into those spaces where I'm like I really don't know what I'm doing. And no, this is, no one does. No one does. And, but I think we put so much pressure on ourselves that society does put that put just as much, yeah. if not more, pressure on us to be like, you have to figure this out, especially as black parents yeah. to black children, mm-hmm. specifically black sons, that you have to get this right because their literal Depending lives on depend we are on our it. ancestors' wildest dreams. Yes, you and have I have to, that shirt. You <laughs> have to give birth to Jay-Z. You have to. You know, no. And um, even Jay-Z is like, yo, how many times I've evolved? Listen. I'm not, I'm not streets is watching person. Jay-Z anymore. Completely different person. Like, I, it's not one way. Yeah. It's not. You know, my son at five 
how I dealt with food and feeding him with the airplane is not what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. There's food in the refrigerator. I've cooked for the week. Eat it all today if you choose. I'm not cooking anymore. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. That's what I can do. That's what works for me. Um, some other people may want to still feed and do it. You know, it just depends on where you're where you're at your level. Mm-hmm. But you have to be true with yourself too. Mm-hmm. What can you do as a parent? And I mean. We are balancing a lot of stuff, not just raising the children, which is 24 hours. Like, I literally know where you are 24 hours a day, even yep. when you're not with me, even when I'm out of town. I know where you're at, where mm-hmm. you ate. Not just that, but the job. We got to be proficient on that. Mm-hmm. We can't ask for help on the job because they'll think we don't know anything. If we ask for help too much, mm-hmm. then they'll think that we can't do anything by ourselves. Yep. You know, we're trying to balance that. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're trying to possibly have a love life. Yeah. I, am I going to text that person back? Right, this is the time. Right, am I going to wait for them to text me? I, you know, then we're trying to look fly and memorize Cardi B's lyrics. I just, <laughs> it's I can't exhausting. Do it all. It's exhausting. Okay? I can't even read a book anymore. I have an Audible subscription. I, you know, I, I just don't have time, so I think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Until I have to stop and pace myself to write in my journal every day and mm-hmm. so just like I wrote, wrote the other day some days I have 17 check boxes on things I need to do for day, for the day. <laughs> um think you know talk to God like it's okay to literally write down talk to God yeah don't just say it I'm gonna talk to God and you never made time for God mm-hmm. like actually make the time I'm gonna I need to work out you still haven't went and done the gym membership but on June 21st my to-do list said uh and I can't of course pull it up right now but it was um Enjoy the first day of summer nice. and be amazing. That was it. That was on my to-do list. It was Friday. It was like check and First check. day of summer. This is all I'm able to do today. That's it. I cannot, I can't, I can't go deep with anybody today. Mm-hmm. I can't fish and find your fish and feed your family today. Mm-hmm. Today, I just want to enjoy the day. And it was a rough Friday. My manager came with some craziness and the child said something. And, and by the end of the day, he was like, love you, Ma. Good night. See? That's what I live for. <laughs> Those moments. <laughs> You know what I mean? I got an email from somebody telling me, thank you. That's what I needed. Because you're amazing. That's a, that's a fact. But, right. you know, we have to just find the good moments, too, in the middle of the chaos. And depending on what those feelings or moments are, sometimes we just need to allow them to just walk by. We don't have to absorb it and internalize and dissect and let it break down. Yeah. And then, you know, poop it out. Sometimes it's just, Does, oh, is that how you felt? Okay. All right. And I, I read something like that very similar on Instagram yesterday. It was a post and they were talking about fear. But mm. I think you can embody that with anything else, like anything, any negative potential space that could be trying to come at you, how mm. we tend to like brace ourselves for it yeah. instead of like making the room to be like, all right, if you're, going, if you're coming at me, I'm going to make sure that you go through me and not affect me as much as possible. Yeah. So if that means that I see you coming, I'm just like, all right, I see you. And one of the captions was what you what you acknowledge and what you see disappears mm. versus like, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it, which makes it bigger. Mind. Right. Yes. It, it makes it bigger. Does. So they were like, what you see disappears. So they're like, you're going to stare it down. You're going to keep looking at it until it either dissipates before your eyes. Yeah. Or if it gets to you or gets to that space where it has to go through you, you let it go through you. Don't yeah. try to like maneuver Dodge it. Evil, right. Do right. all that. Try to make, uh, no, you can't get to me. You can't hurt me. It's like, no, if it needs to go through you, let it go through you. But try to make sure that it has the path of least resistance yeah. so it can leave you as quickly as possible. Yeah, you know, I, I just heard something the other day and it said, um, what was it talking about? I think it was talking about like obstacles and trying to like block it. They were like, it was just basically resistance. Mm-hmm. If you meet resistance 
with resistance, then you're not, you're not solving anything with anything. So you might as well let go. Hmm. Meaning, if you're not applying for that job because you don't think you're going to get it or you don't think you have the skills, then you're never going to get to the job anyway. Yeah. Just apply. Never know. Let them tell you, nope, sorry. And, and move on. What's the next step? Like, sometimes God blocks things for a reason. The universe, whatever we choose to believe on the show, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? However you want to acknowledge it, we are all here, standing here in this body for a greater purpose other yeah. than finding your man, getting the promotion, <laughs> raising a straight-A student. It's more than that. Yeah. And, like, really identifying that we are part of God's play. We don't even know what character we're supposed to be playing. Mm-hmm. Like, this person comes into your life, and you're like, oh, my God, this is my soul mate. Really, you were just supposed to be there to help him see or her see a different perspective of, of how life could be and vice versa. They were supposed to show you something. Instead, you wanted to see this. Mm-hmm. You wanted to see a certain thing. So, again, it goes back to removing your expectations and how you think it should go. And just go with the flow. If it's not a vibration, then, like, cut the station off. <laughs> you still listening to dead air like i think it's i think it's there hold on hold on, hold on. let me hold like my that phone first classical channel i think i hear no go completely to the next classical ain't it for you it's like pootie tang in the no. studio turning no. all the music down it's right oh shit <laughs> this was <one's... laughs> right. we got that new shit by pootie tang See what i'm saying this is hot <laughs> I can't. Listen, well, you know, we need to have the confidence of, of Randy Watson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have the confidence. Randy didn't care. Y'all ain't clapping to his stuff. You know, he dropped that mic and he probably went to the next event. Absolutely. Okay? And know, gave it even more. Yeah, and he was singing that. Th- I mean, have the confidence. <laughs> Move Yo, forward. I think that has finally taken the place of have the confidence of a mediocre white man. Have the confidence <laughs> of Randy Watson. Jerry <laughs> curl and all. Yes. Chocolate. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> you ain't got to clap for me. You ain't got to clap for me. That boy good. That boy real good. <laughs> Give him a hand applause. Come on. Come on. It's again. All right. <laughs> okay, cool. That's what you say. All, right. All right, so we're going to have one more question before we wrap this segment. How do you, with everything you just said, being a mom, being Sheesh. all these things that you are, mm-hmm. the embodiment of so many different capacities, how do you take care of yourself? Oh, how do I take care of myself? Yes. You know what? I have a house. I've been in my house since I was 25. I'm 36. Nice. Hopefully I look young to y'all. <laughs> um, but, you know, I literally will go in my yard. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out in the yard this morning at 530, like, just trying to be at peace. Like, and, you know, ever since I was little, people would say, you know, listen for the word of God. I went to C-O-G-I-C. <laughs> Come on, Kojic. And, um, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh, is he here? Am I? You know, and I realized, it, it, you know, of course, God's in all things. Yeah. He's in that trash can. He's in all the juvenile answers. He's in that camera. He's in that book bag. But it's, <laughs> it's really, you know what I mean? It's just in the smaller moments all around you mm-hmm. and, like, just trying to just absorb what life is around me, just the quiet moments before the teenager is up, yep. before I'm fully up. You know what I mean? Just acknowledging my breath, like I'm alive. Mm-hmm. I am still here. 
I thank God for all the people that he's already taken from me, that mm. I had the ability to meet them and experience them, and I thank him for that time. Like I really just try to stop and just be grateful as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, so even people I've lost that are still here, like friends, foes, it was an experience, man. I appreciate y'all. And then I just, you know, pray often. I really talk to God all day long. Mm -hmm. But I just, you know, hope that I am the inspiration to other people. And I hope that they get what I am trying to create for myself. And if they don't, man, that's a big L for you. Because I'm over <laughs> here just trying to move in love. Trying to leave in love, too. You and know that's, what I mean? that's the L that I'm out here throwing out. Y'all out here throwing listen, out the wrong types of L's. I'm amazing, man. That's I, on you, though. You're the one blind at me. Like and if you can't see that I'm amazing, I hope you got some amazing people around you. Maybe they're amazing or <clears> that's great for them. Um, I'm over here just on my vibe. So I try to take care of myself by just being quiet in the moment, mm -hmm. um, lighting candles. Nice. Um, I do a lot of. Um, you know, I'm glad that I kind of went a little bit deeper, too, because a lot of people will just say, oh, you know, I take care of myself. I just do the work. No, and, like, doing the work is You have to open I, that up. Like, what does that mean? Doing the work is that, like, I create the life I want. I went out to brunch one morning, and I got some coffee, and it was in a really cute little teacup mug. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I deserve to have coffee in a mug like that every morning. So I went and brought a whole tea, teacup set. I Ooh. make my coffee every morning. I stir my little creamer up in there. I work from home. So, you know what I mean? I create... Like, I create that vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I drink coffee out of my teacup, like, because I don't like tea, and that's fine. But I it was cute. Tea. It made me feel, it just made me feel happy. I like yeah. the way it felt in my hand. I like the saucer so I could stop spilling coffee on my table. Like, it just made <laughs> sense in my life. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. small moments like that. I really appreciate small moments in my mm -hmm. life, so I really try to do things like that. I go tickle my son when he doesn't feel like being played with. <laughs> I, um, you know what I mean? I play with my dogs. Um, I had my one dog, my chihuahua. I had his toys so he can come to me for help. He looks so confused. And I'm like, oh, you need me now? So, you know, those are small things that I do to just create moments in my life. And I talk to my lilies. I mean, you know, I, when I saw D, D, uh, DJ Khaled talk to his flowers, mm -hmm. I was like, I am not alone. Like, I thought people would think I was crazy. But, like, I talk to plants. Like, mm -hmm. The object is not separate from the observer. Like, mm. God gave them life just like me. And, like, they bloom every morning and they go down every night. And I'm like, look at you, shining, being your best self. Like, I ran away from home and went to Jamaica three weeks ago. <laughs> we won't talk about why I ran away. We'll get back to that in another episode. Mm -hmm. um, but when I got to Jamaica, I saw so many just flowers. And it wasn't a competition of that flower is better than that one. And that's the number one. They were just all just bloom, best hey, flower. They were just their best selves mm -hmm. every piece of the environment was equally celebrated. It wasn't a, well, that's the number one flower. That's the number two. We are just all flowers out here, man. We just trying to bloom, so. Man, that's, that's a word. Goal. You I know what? I love every, every single time you close out the segment in a way in which I don't even need to do nothing. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll be back. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Book me for your next event. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> so we uh, we have one more break and then we're going to come back. Hopefully we're going to have our own because she finally made it on the show on episode three. So hopefully we'll have Jess come in on the mic hey. as well because we shot her out every episode anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. This segment is also sponsored by you. That is if you support us on Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform dedicated to helping creators like me support our work through subscribers like you. Love what we do? Like a weekly shout out? Give us five. 
or be a monthly sponsor for a little bit more. To support us, check us out at patreon.com slash mdgjpodcast. That's patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash mdgjpodcast. All right, and we're back for the last segment of the show. We have had such an awesome time yeah, with... Yeah. Hanging out with Cara. Yeah. And Cara been blessing our lives. Blessing and been telling it. y'all that y'all ain't got to do the same shit no Listen, more. Listen, with the cheesecake so. <laughs> sermon. Put a grind up your graham crackers. Stop playing. Stop playing with your... The base of your life right. Playing with your life. What is you Listen. talking about? So, this last segment, I um, affectionately call the rewriting the script. Rewriting the script. I so, like it's, re- it's rewriting the script Let's. as in the prescription. So... Those of us who are oh, very... I used to be a pharmacy tech. Look at See, God. look at you. Confirmation. <laughs> Confirmation already. So in rewriting the script, we um, opened up the space of rewriting what we would have wanted um, something to be different in our lives. Whether that's like that person that came into your life and told you that you weren't going to be nothing. And they mm. tried to make that uh-huh. happen. That situation that happened, that something annoyed you this week, like anything like that is basically you giving yourself permission to rewrite that script. Mm. So it's not script as in something that's written out as in a play or anything like that, but it's script as in prescription. Mm. So whoever wants to go first. In fact, Cara, since you're the special guest, we'll let you go first. And then Jess is going after her. And then I'm going to go. See how she just threw you right in? Because Um, if I I didn't say it, she wasn't going to do it. Next thing I know, I'm just going to look over. She's going to be, it's still going to be a smoke cloud to her. She went off and ran off somewhere. So (laughs) rewriting the script. Um, And if I if I understand this correctly, I'm I'm going to give you the analogy, and I will. um, I feel like I'll describe it effectively enough. So when I first began trying to deal with you know just different stresses that were going on parenting wise um, with my son. I prescribed to myself to do creative things. Like I said, try to get that money, make journals, make candles, make this, make that. And I, I, I don't, you know, I wouldn't completely rewrite that part of my life um, because it got me in the door of the craft, got me in the door of certain events to meet certain people and all these networking opportunities. But I would rewrite that script of prescribing myself all those other crafts to get me in the door, and mm-hmm. I would have just used my own internal talent. I wish I had just tapped completely directly into my public speaking talent a lot sooner mm-hmm. um, instead of trying to thinking that I had to have some other tool to navigate me and get me to the top where I needed to be. Nice. So that's, that's the script I would rewrite. <laughs> I would have prescribed myself some more self-love initially instead of, mm. but I put the love into the candles and the things I was creating instead of just completely into myself. Mm. Um, I was trying to get out whatever energy that was into the craft and yeah. I wish I would have just, just started speaking a lot sooner, but I'm talking now. And you, you show is. Up, so. You've been talking for two hours almost. <laughs> you understand me? So yeah. That's what I would do. So just go ahead and start naming all some of the places that you want to be a keynote speaker to. Oh, girl, first of all, London, Australia. Um, I want to go to Bora Bora. I want to speak out there. I want to go to like Iceland. Mm -hmm. I want to go to Russia. I want to speak to children. I want to speak to to all the children. Let me tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) One of my best events this year was speaking to 200 kids at Longdale Elementary. Shout out to the kids. I did a growth mindset rally. And it was all because I felt like my public speaking wasn't growing and I started researching public speakers. And Zig Ziglar said, if you want to be a great public speaker and you're Mm -hmm. doing it for the applause because you're unsure right now, speak to the kids. They clap for everything. (laughs) 
I spoke to the kids, man. Kids boosted my life, changed my life. So, yeah, I want to speak to all the schools in Richmond if possible. Yo, we need you um, on Paper Storm. That's another. Fact, listen, we going to talk about that offline. I, I write enough. Um, I want to <laughs> speak to all the schools. I just want to speak to kids. And, like, I love my son. I do. But if there's another teenager who really wants to listen, my son listens because he has to. Mm-hmm. But there's another one who really wants to listen to me. I, I'd love to speak to those kids. And um, any adult who just feels like I'm just not succeeding, you are. Mm-hmm. Because you're still here and mm-hmm. you're still going. I had a very close friend commit suicide a few years ago, mm-hmm. and he was one of the most driven, ambitious people. So just to know that he was hurting, yeah. Um, in this fairy tale of Facebook good day statuses, um, I want to inspire someone who maybe is not having a good day. Mm-hmm. Thank God for the emojis that smile when we can't. So, oh, oh shit! Hold on, write it down. <laughs> Write it down. Wait a minute. You ever tried to press that smiley face emoji and your emotions are just not no there? No. Like, that moment. That's like the LOL with a straight face. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> that one with the smiley face upside down, literally oh, like, <laughs> we are going through things. You feel me? It means I'm not really here. Right? What exactly do you think we it feels? We are trying to push through. Right. To, That's what they have, whatever that feels like is what I feel like. Damn I it. see that one and I just reach out like you good. <laughs> you gotta just hey. You know what? Honestly, the therapist that I had before the therapist before Doctor Tubman. Yeah. I sent her. <laughs> I sent her my um. I sent her like a basically an SOS mm-hmm. t- uh, message. Listen. And she was like, "Hey, how's everything going?" Because that therapist was white. Mm-hmm. But the same way you were talking about your therapist. I needed a therapist that understood what it felt like to be an alcoholic child, like to be a child of an alcoholic. So her mom has um, alcoholism as well. So she understands my, like, fearfulness Mm -hmm. in that that space in which I am, like, yo, I really do not understand this. And she was the one that really nailed home for me how you cannot rationalize with the irrational. And to really be open and honest with that, she's like, Joy, you're trying really hard to make sense of what does not make sense. And you just got to let it not make sense. And me being an overthinking Virgo, I'm like, no, I have to understand it. It makes so much sense. If it doesn't make sense, it has to make sense. Make it make sense. And some shit just doesn't make sense. Listen, I'm going to give you a quick epiphany real quick. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, my car broke down yesterday, and I was like, God, why me? And then my <laughs> ego was like, my ego was like, girl, you deserve a BMW. I don't know why we playing with these mm. old cars. Like, go get what you deserve, right? And I was like, my God bless. Mm. the realistic part of me was like, mm, probably can't really afford it. Slow your roll. The car just broke down. I see what you're saying. I appreciate you. Right. So I was like, but there's an app, Toro. Like, go rent you a BMW. Because first of all, it was cheaper than Enterprise. Because... My, my bougie life said, I'm not driving no Chrysler for $60. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing that. I deserve something else. One, I'm happy I, that they have Toro in Richmond. Toro's I didn't know it was, a, it was here win. yet. Okay. It's, it's a win. I did not um, know so it was I, here yet. So I rented one, right? And I'm like, word, got the BMW. Like, we rented it just to Wednesday so I can get my car fixed. Mm-hmm. And I stepped into that blessing, man. Couldn't <laughs> even unlock the door. I said, oh. see how you think you ready for a blessing? And you think when you reach that certain pinnacle, like, life is just, we good. And you're not. You're not even ready. You ain't prepared for it. You don't know how to work the, the car. You don't know how to work the manual. You don't even know. I almost broke the signal because I was like, mm. And it's like, <laughs> you just got to tap. <laughs> See how I'm ready for that blessing? Like, I'm still grinding. I'm still working overtime, doing. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to do it when you're at that level. So in that moment, I realized I need to enjoy the process from the Camry up. 
Hmm. Be where I'm at. I'm going to get it when I get it. Like, I started having anxiety when I was driving. Like, I, if somebody hits this, what, what's going to happen? What's paint job going to be? Like, Girl. I'm not even financially secure enough yet to get where I think I deserve to be. So I'm completely fine to get back in my Camry and let those Walmart carts hit it. I'm good. So, like, <laughs> just stay where you're at. <laughs> Enjoy the process where you're at. So that was my quick little... You're not even ready for the blessing you think you want. Like, keep preparing. It'll show up. I think that's how I'm feeling right now, too. I've been looking at a lot of the stuff that I've been dealing with as far as applying for different jobs. Because yeah. my goal, um, if you do not know, and what's, what I think is absolutely beautiful is people this week have been like, people that have not met, people I have not seen in years yeah. just been following me on Facebook. And I've been on a bit of a Facebook break for Facebook the better half break. of like six weeks, maybe. A more. Facebook break. Maybe like a five weeks something like that i've been so I, this is my first time like interacting on facebook Shut up, Faye, what's up, Faye? so like i've been doing things on the business pages but not on my personal page so this is the first yeah. time i've been on my personal page in a minute hey oh hey, wait y'all. wait it, hey it's y'all okay <laughs> <laughs> so it's the first time i've been on my personal page yeah. and i really started to get involved in in my creativity and doing the things i need to be that needed to be done because my end all goal at the end of this year by November 1st on or before November 1st is to be in Maryland. Come through goals. You know, you gainfully employed. Move? They're moving. Listen. Gainfully employed. So now being in the space that she wants to be in, going, going to a, a dope school, like all the things that we need and the things that I've been striving for that I've told myself I'm afraid of create. or to create that space for it, I've either told myself I'm afraid of it or I don't deserve it. So I've been... And unpacking is a word that we love mm-hmm. on this on this podcast. I've been unpacking and unlearning those thought processes that made me feel right. like I don't deserve it. Right. So when I was like out and about, I started to really think about like, okay, when I get this job, because not even an if, mm-hmm. when I get this job, when where is that going to put me in a place as far as my finances? Right. What what? And I've been really opening up myself into a wealth consciousness space. Abundance. Abundance. And that's been God the word I put on there. Overflow of abundant blessings. Exactly. Down on us. Exactly. Like an and, avalanche. And allowing myself and giving myself permission to be a part of that. Right. Because I would normally just sit on the side. No, I'm okay, guys. No, I'm good. I'll, I'll just, just wash the bags. I got the purses over here. Else flourish. Exactly. Thinking I'm that sorry. you're doing somebody a favor. I deserve to be up there. I deserve too. to be up there too. What you yeah. talking about? So allowing myself to be in that space and giving myself permission to feel those ways. I started to look at things a little bit differently. So I'm looking at the car that I have right now. Yeah. I was blessed to have this car because I, um, what did I do? I traded in my van. Mm-hmm. Van was this Girl. close to being. <laughs> so, but I was grateful for that van because right. it got me from point A to point B. That was right. the way I was able to make the connections to things that I had made in DC and right. Maryland for the last year and a half. So I'm like, all right, we got to make, we got to make a different move. But then I started to really look at the idea of like, yo, you be, you literally be, have been living off of clearance racks and scraping by Listen. for years, and you found honor in that, and there is honor in that. Listen. But now you're getting to a space where you're gonna have to start to move up and not constantly be at a space of sticker shock. And I've been learning how to do because I've never been in a space where I've been like, oh, it costs that much, put it in the bag. I haven't gotten to that space yet. So now looking at things differently, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll be able to afford to do things differently. Right. How are you going to accomplish that and still honor your money, honor right. yourself, honor source for giving you this yeah. and still live comfortably? How are you going to do that? So I've been really pushing myself. So I'll look at the car and once in a while I'll be like, 
I'm gonna get a new one of you soon. Yes. Before fact. the year is out, I'm gonna get a and new one of you. And it will be payment free. It'll be payment I'm, free. I'm speaking into existence, financial freedom. I don't like payments. I don't like debt. Right. I don't have any debt except for my mortgage. Mm -hmm. So just the fear of a payment, and it's not even really the car payment. It's the fear of having to stay longer at the job I really don't want to mm -hmm. be at. Um, I'm really trying to be in the moments of create the life you want, Cara. You need to leave this job where you're almost making six figures, but not quite. Mm -hmm. But you're almost, everybody else is, we'll get to that another day. But mm. you're almost there, but you know in the long, longer run, when you really do full-time public speaking, mm -hmm. you'll make even more. And it's not even really about the money, but I had to remind myself, not that I couldn't do it, but more so identify your, where you're comfortable at, too. See, I'm comfortable still going to Walmart and buying everything that I want whenever I want. Yeah. No, you probably should go ahead and start saving. Like, really scale back wherever you can. Like, and just start to put those things in place. You say you want to create this life you want, mm -hmm. public speaking. You want to travel the world. Have you researched the world? <laughs> I told, I wrote, I have a pen pal in London that I've known since I was in fourth grade. Nice. And I told him, I'm coming to London this year. He was like, what part? London, man. What do you mean? Uh, that's me with Maryland right now. Yeah, he's where, like, you, where you going to go? I don't know. London. <laughs> Research it. I, and I, in that moment, he was like, London is like New York. You got yeah. New York, then you got your boroughs, then you got... And I was like, wow, here I am saying I'm going to travel the world. I don't even know the parts of the world. Mm -hmm. Like, really start to put myself and create that mindset and do the work. Yeah. That's an example of do the work. People say, do the work. I'm going to travel the world. Are you doing the work? Mm -hmm. Have you researched the world? Mm -hmm. What parts do you like? Like, I named off those few places, but within Australia, I don't know exactly where I want to go. I want to go to the Sydney Opera House. I don't know if it's because I like Finding Nemo or what, but it's a goal. <laughs> It's still a goal. It's a you beautiful know what I mean? look. So it's a beautiful look. You just have to start doing a little bit more of the work, but you're you're gonna be fine. Yeah, I appreciate what, that. What, what has God gotten you to that you haven't gotten through yet? That's this what is you true. Need to ask I, we we have a one hundred percent survival rate right. so far. Fact. Check the score. I was like, yes, please get on the mic. I always tell people that when they're like mad or down, check the score. Yeah. When have you ever really lost? Fact. Never. Not yeah. one time. Yeah. People so, always yeah. ask me, how do you, you know, go through all that? Do I look trash today? Do all that alive. stuff. You know what I mean? Check like, the score. Check the yeah. score. I just checked, like, I have to remind myself that, like, I am Michael Jordan and you didn't even get in the league. Like, <laughs> not you, but I mean, like, you as in the devil. Like, yeah. Right. So, yeah, check the score. Check, check the, the score, people. Check okay. the score. You, you, all, you won every time. Every well, time. So. Well, since, since you already have the mic in your hand. No. Yes. You the mic. It's too late. You're already here. It's like, on five, <laughs> it's like five lives going on right now. But, um... So, <laughs> I'm so, we trying to social media connect. <laughs> we dropping things. I'm clumsy. I'm gonna say right? we drop a thing, but we also drop a knowledge, so it's fine. Drop it, That's fine. Um, okay, so, what's the question? How are you rewriting your script this this week, or what do you want to rewrite the script over? It can be anything. I'm adding more value to myself. Amen. And that's like. Full circle, physically, mentally, spiritually. Take care of myself. Preach. Trying to make sure I, you know, go visit Carice. She can kill my body so that I can live to be 107. Because she will find a way. Right, right. Carice so, will yeah, find a way. and especially in my, <laughs> ex especially in my career. Like, as a creator, I'm putting more value on myself. Like, if you can't pay for this, then that's your problem. Because this is the price this is my fee. that this is it costs. You know, I'm getting out of that. For y'all have gotten over me for a long time, I will say. But today I was just like, no, y'all are no. When your vacations start to get affected, you get mad. 
<laughs> you wake up a new kind of man. Like, I, I ain't got my bathing suit. I ain't got my weave. <laughs> you know, I ain't got my Fenty sparkle. Because people don't. So, hey, that's what I'm, this week I'm putting more, you know, changing the script on my value. Going to up the mm. dose on that a little bit. You know, going to take up the milligrams. <laughs> and you can, that, you can choose to wave when you want to wave. We're not, waving is not an automatic family friend discount. No, this is not Shoney's. I don't care it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care your birthday. No free hot fudge Sundays over here. <laughs> you, you can get a free hot fudge Sunday. That's about $2. Then you, you don't know, have to pay for it. I'm going to give you that. Right. Free. You know, right. Some eggs, a dollar, Listen, some cookies. You got uh, it. You know, some batter. You know, right. But you you're, not, you're not finna I'm get no you, videos or no... Yeah. No. Nah, I not. can give you everything that you need to be able to make this. Facts. I could give you that part, but everything yeah. after that, no. Yeah, and know, even then, I'm I'm a I'm a charge you like a finder's fee or something. And it's okay to be selfish <laughs> with you. Like I'm a career cheerleader, so sometimes my friends will call me, and you know, I just want to help so bad. I will just help you in your career, but at the same time, that's a two hundred and fifty dollar monthly fee. So anyway, did you want to set up payments? <laughs> Let me know what you're interested in. Because it's not, like, we, we don't get the opportunity to, like, we, well, I think they asked this question a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about black businesses. Mm -hmm. And that a lot of us in black businesses, especially those of us that are solo black businesses, yeah. you're not going to go into the corner store and complain about how much the Skittles cost. Right. Listen, as Chester Presley would say, which is my daddy, he, uses, he sells bikes at the flea market. Okay, he fixes bikes. I mean, he will tell him, anybody in a minute. You pay Mr. Walmart full price for the bike, but you want to lowball me. He, my dad does not play, and that's a true fact. We give, we I don't mean, give Walmart real. any questions. No, you just go, oh, okay, okay, cool. Give my two pennies back. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So why is it that we have to? Why, why do we? Why do we? Are why are we okay with lowballing each other? Why are you okay? Especially if it's a, a skill that you know mastered. you don't know how to do. And this person that has mastered it, you're going to go, oh, well. Like we were talking about yesterday, the, the wedding that I did, the mm -hmm. other two videographers that were there, they were like, somebody in a group were like, we need somebody to be at this wedding for 10 hours, and we need this, this many photos, and our budget is $500. And he was like, well, you're going to have to find another videographer then, because that's... I provide a different level of what my service is. Because you want the an experience. You know, so, you want the upper echelon of work, but you literally slided me this $20 being like, this is okay, right? Because it, it had gotten so bad that myself, even though I already knew what was going to happen with the wedding, the videographers were like, look, are we eating? Because that's, it's gotten to that point where a lot of us are like, we don't. We already acknowledge the fact that we we're not going to eat. I've had a client tell me to eat before, yeah, because wow. they had no they had no reason mm, or mm, even mm. an option to feed me, mm, mm. and it was such a casual thing. Like, can you eat before? Because we had the plates already counted mm, out, mm, and we mm. do this and da da da. So he was sitting he was sitting standing beside me, <laughs> asking me like, hey. Are we eating today? And it was a genuine question. It wasn't like a, they feeding us. It was a, are we eating today? I was like, from what I was told, because this was my friend's wedding, he looked me in my eyes and said, the vendors, which meant all of us, you all are eating. We have your plates. It's no problem. And he was like, I've never heard that before. 
because that's something that because he cares because he cares and (laughs) this friend I've known for going on 15 years so for him to make sure like oh no we're going to feed you you're going to be okay and that that had to be even expressed is tough especially as a black owned business this my friend also being black it was not even a question. It was like, oh no, and the food, y'all, y'all have food over here. This, this is. It wasn't like a, here where the peasants are. It was a, y'all go get y'all <laughs> plate. Here's your <laughs> make space. sure they even the wedding coordinator even came and got me. It was like, hey, you can go even though you're ready. Cause I after everybody was getting up eating doing the buffet or whatever, I sat my ass down because that's what I'm used to. Do. I'm used to as a photographer being invisible, so I went to go be invisible. And she was, she came and got me. She was like, you know, you can go make a plate, right? I was like, no. And then she had to go do the same thing for the videographer. They were like, y'all right. know you can eat, right? And we sitting there like. It's we, hard when the appreciation isn't up Is it reciprocated? Yeah, like. Yeah, because you want us to be able to do all the work and all, especially when it comes to like, I gas her up because I know her worth. Right. The work that Jess has done in this city, let alone this community, yeah. and people are like sliding her $10 being like, you good on gas, right? Mm-hmm. Like. You good to live on this for a month, right? You fine? That's what gets me. Like, I be and I was having the morning, and I text Joy and was like, I was like, Joy, can I come to the station because I'm just I need to unpack because I don't get people. Why do you? What makes you think I'm not going to be offended if I go out and I see you living this? What appears to be lavish, maybe possibly Gucci somebody belt. is buying all of Gucci your belt all the time. <laughs> everything. You know what I mean? Maybe possibly someone's buying your appetizer meals. You get two drinks with yours, and you get a sweet tea not water when you. And I'm sitting here like, but you gave me twenty dollars. You gave me three dollars. On a, literally on a hundred. I can't even wash my clothes for this. On something that that took me four or five hours to produce for you, and oh, the input was good. Oh, we we. We had such a good turnout, and I'm like, so do we even follow common denominators here? Like, right? You know what I mean? Oh, that I, we don't know what we did. It just was so great this go round. I'm sitting here in the back, like, so y'all just gonna continue to shit on me, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, what, how much does your life? Cost? I don't, right? I don't, I don't know why people. Do gas that. is already forty dollars minimum, so I don't even understand how you. I put, I put forty, what, almost Listen. forty dollars in my gas tank last night coming Listen. coming from my, the wedding. So my my brother that. drives a Murano. And we went Listen. to the gas station the other day. And he got in the car. He just was like, door shut. He just sat there. He said, it took $55 to fill my car. <laughs> and you can't even get, I was you told, I was like, it's about $60 for that damn Murano. You can't Orlando. even be, you can't even, like, you just like, dang. Like, I got, you want, you want something from the inside? You know what I mean? You want some kit? You want to split this piece of gum? Right, because I just, I like that. That's just heartbreaking to hear, like. It took you how yes, much? Yes. But listen, Damn. see how I wasn't ready for that BMW blessing? Because you know it take premium. <laughs> oh, see? Mm-mm, not time. I ain't even ready yet. Right. But, I, but I, I, my, I said I deserved it. And we do deserve a certain level of things. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But it's when the people, you, you want the greatness, you don't want to pay for the greatness. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. So you don't want to put it anywhere. No. Prime example, and I, this is accountability. I want muscles. Like, I've been working out. I told you I lost some weight. Mm-hmm. But I want muscles. Like, Bakara, have you been doing the push-ups? No. Hello to my trainer who's probably on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> have you been doing the push-ups? No, I haven't. Because I'm fighting everything else right now. But I'm going to get back to it. We're doing kickboxing this week. But it's babies. But I can at least acknowledge it. And some yeah. people don't want to face the fact that 
I'm trying to look like I'm amazing, but I just can't afford the real photographer fee. Okay. Yeah. You probably don't need a photographer then. Right. <laughs> you need to pull out your iPhone. Yeah. And make it pop. Make it do it. Make it pop. tripod. They're on Amazon. 2016 to 2017, all I was doing was making it pop from nothing. Like, look, look, I was using, look, people, what you, you, YouTube, what? Girl, listen, yes. Look. Especially when you got the nerd to be out here self-taught. See? <laughs> listen. Out here on YouTube every day. You can get YouTube right in. Well, I didn't even have a computer. I learned it on a, huh, write notes. Learn it on, <laughs> on four inches. Right, that's, that's it. You know, that's it. We're in it. My yeah. eyes hurt, but hey, we out here. That's, that's what y'all was talking about, the grind. I'm past that. I have I have completed my my two years of grind school. I, I got my diploma you got in your grind. Certificate. Listen, but you I know, got my credits and no sleep. I all of that. We good. Another part about the grind though, like as I get older, like in my twenties, like it was a really big emphasis on grind, get it all done by yourself. I'm s i am can stand up by my own. I bought my house by myself. I did. And now I'm like, you know what? Help is okay. I help. think I might need a little help. help you know what? No, let me. How can I? How can I help you? Who's giving out monies? You? Right. Where's the grants? <laughs> help me. What's, Uncle Sam, same, what you want? And at the same time, though, like I got it help. by myself. I got it with Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You don't have to accomplish it all on your own. Not all this year. I'm no or longer on, am I ever saying this going to be my year. I need a few years. Yep. Right. This is gonna be my life. It's yeah, right. This is gonna be my existence. This is who I am. Facts. And, and uh, stop living on other people's timelines. They don't Facts. pay your bills. Girl, they don't make you happy. House, okay? They don't come cuddle you and you lonely at night. Who yeah. cares or what Listen. what time yep. at what hour they say? Are you gonna fund to this timeline that you're speaking? So you want to be an investor? Oh no. Okay. Well, keep your opinions to yourself because yeah. those are the only opinions I really right. like. That and God and my daddy. But like, you know what I mean? Stop living on other people's. It's gonna you're gonna be. Miserable. I'm telling you, you're gonna have a miserable existence living under other people's timelines. <laughs> nah, you have to identify your own timeline. Like, actually stop and identify it though, too. Because yeah. I think we just we're like, well, maybe it won't be this year. Okay, yeah. so when will it be? That's what. That's why I specifically Let's, put the the what, what happened when I got the apartment, mm -hmm. when I got my car, and moving towards Maryland. Mm -hmm. They've all been specific timelines. Mm. I had no intention of moving mm -hmm. here in Richmond. None. It was an emergency move. But I did have the intention of putting out the intention of having an apartment and also um, having a new car. I did a new car, I believe I said, I want to say June. Right. And I think I said the apartment in May. Mm -hmm. And that's put specific dates. I said like June 30th or right. May 30th or right. something like that. And like specific days. And that's why I'm going by November 1st. Because for me, what I've learned about the universe has been we, we as a collective mm -hmm. in this universe, your ancestors, your spirit guides, all us, we all sitting here chilling looking at you like, girl, what you doing? We all, look, we all looking at you being like, all right, this is what you said you were going to do. Right. You're holding yourself accountable so you because you wrote down a date. No. Right, at you're going to do same, it or not. At the same time, though, like, give yourself the freedom, though, because life just does Life happen. happens, mm -hmm. yeah. If you don't meet your timeline... It's okay. Reassess, reevaluate, and move forward. Yeah. Okay, you know what? November didn't make it happen. Because my original timeline was November. March. Okay, let's so try this again. Okay, so yeah. we try it again. Trying That's it again. It. Like we're just continuing to move forward. Yes. Nothing. That's fine. Nothing yes. in life is really as life-ending as we try to make it, Fact. except for death. 
and you don't you get an opinion on that. And right, then, and you don't get an opinion on it. And depending on you how your ass act, on you come oh back God, as an asshole. Oh my God, my life is over. No, it's, yeah, like, no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. And I think a lot of that is the pressure from social media. Man, listen, you know what? We got to chat. Let's talk. Listen, let me talk. Let me just let me just touch on go that ahead, social media. Go ahead. Let's do it. Let's do it. We rewriting the script. This is okay. a segment. We got time. I, I actually, I'm a little concerned about this generation because, you know, it's the first generation who will be completely connected with people from middle school, high school, after they graduate into college, you know, honestly, I needed to be away from a few people mm-hmm. for like five or six years. Mm-hmm. Like being away from some people in situations and seeing their progress really helped me grow. And like, I was like, wow, you're doing that. Like you actually had something to catch up on. And we see everybody's everyday process, their everyday good quote, their everyday whatever, not realizing that it takes months, weeks, days, yeah. years to really make an evolution. And if you see these other people who are in their season of evolving and finally getting over their mountain, yeah. you feel like you're not where you need to be, even mm-hmm. though God's trying to show you, like, just enjoy the way up right now. You're just enjoying your way up right now. Mm-hmm. They're at the top of whatever that is for them, mm-hmm. or they're portraying that they're at the top, <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean? What's your, what's your journey like? And when I was younger, my teachers used to always say, worry about you. And I'm like, well, they were talking to worry about you. Yeah. You really do need to just worry about you and what you know you can do. Like we said, I cannot grind every day. Yeah. I go to massage envy once a month. I need a moment. I can't you know wait to I mean? get to that point. Listen, <laughs> my flex spending reimburses me, so it's oh, not like I'm just splurging. Bless. Oh God, I need that back. <laughs> Thank you so much. Money, I need it back. But, you know, <laughs> invest where you can. But, yeah, everyday social media success, mm-hmm. it's not a real thing, which, yeah. again, is why I'm on there. Like, my son does not get straight A's. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you parents who also are in that same boat. Yeah. Period. Wow. Every day is a great that. day. Yeah. I love that. That's it. So now I got by... The first, what, two, two semesters by the skin of her teeth. Listen. So it's like, we, I, we I completely get it. in school. <laughs> if, somebody, if, you, if somebody, if y'all judge me on my past. And that's what I think it is. You know, Listen, it's like, I'm hey, you know. <laughs> I, I had, had this conversation last night. I had, saw some old friends from college. And uh, it's like, hey, I don't even know how y'all liked me. Girl. Was that, like, I don't, I don't, I have no clue. My friend was like, I don't know how you was friends with, I don't know how you were friends with me. So it's like, you oh, know, like what you see on social media really is not, it's a tiny, 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 tiny look. It's a microcosm. Yeah. It's, it's like, a super micro. And just, it's, 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 it's scary though how much it influences people, how much it makes people do things. Like for y'all that got kids, I, Ooh. like, <laughs> I didn't have a phone till I was 16. Same. And it had minutes on it. Yeah. I had so, a, listen, listen. I had a virgin mobile phone. minutes on that. Yo, exactly. It was 40 cents a text. He was like, please. And you had to wait until after 9 o'clock to get, like. After 9 o'clock. After 9 o'clock. Listen. And don't, don't mm. be a parent that got a, that got a bedtime. I didn't have a bedtime because my mom was like, whatever. But my daughter has a bedtime. Listen. So it was like. You know. I'm, there's so many things I'm concerned about with this next generation. I'm concerned about the children because they don't have books, like even with school. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. do you know how much, how beautiful it was to like flip through a book? Flip through a page. And see like, oh, I like that. And like not even realize what you found that you loved on your way to looking for something else. Now they just so instant gratification. Google it, get it. That's all they know. Well, what, I do know? Lo- what I do appreciate about that when it comes to 
the not necessarily instant gratification, but you being able to look for something. And this is probably going to like segue into my rewrite the script to base it off of what we were talking about before. They have the opportunity to raise their hands in classes and go, actually, no, this isn't accurate. What I learned here and be able to, I don't want to say argue or fight back against that teacher or against that, that person that's deciding that, oh, this must be the truth. Like, Sanaa came to me and said, um, like a year or so ago, did you know Christopher Columbus found America? No, he didn't. Well, that's what my teacher said. We got, some, we got a conversation that we need to have. She, and she legit looked at me like, what do you mean? I'm like, Christopher Columbus did not discover America. Not but that that's nice what it says. Table way they put in the exactly. Book, right? But that's not what the so and so said. Like I understand, but that's not what happened. Well, what happened? So I had to really think about: Do I really want to go down this? Do I? Am I equipped enough to go down this line? Mm. Because I know how I feel, and I know the information that I have. But am I equipped to be able to tell her that? Mm. But then, even in her, even in me saying that, caused her to think a little bit differently. And my kid. Over the last, I would say, five years, has unintentionally been in her space of her own wokeness. So, especially. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's the most woke child. <laughs> That's beautiful. One time, I'm going to find this drawing. You get, get your prescription find ready. Drawing. I'm going to find a Tell picture. Tell us about your script. Yes. So, in, in that script of, of a, um, what we were talking about previously when it comes to privilege mm-hmm. and being able to have the knowledge and the ability to go to the Googles and find it and be able to go, no, let me, let me, actually, let me show you how much of a monster Christopher Columbus was. Let me show you the people that were actually here before he discovered America. This is the reason why he called them the names that that he called them because he thought he was in a complete Mm. continent. So do you really want to gas with somebody that was that dumb? So, and that goes back to parenting. That's how I talk. So explaining that in the way in which I just explained it to a nine-year-old can be really difficult, but she'll still be like, I cut little bits and pieces here and there, and that will make her go, the same thing she said about, Abraham Lincoln's freed the slaves. No, he didn't. Not in the way in which they're trying to portray it. Mm. What do you mean? And then that's another thing I have to unpack. So realizing that in the spaces of raising this like miniature activist, because I, I have a feeling that's what she's going to become. Mm-hmm. Because as much as I did not get along with as I got older with my dad, my dad was an activist in the community. Mm-hmm. Even though he had his skeletons, we all do. Mm-hmm. He was acknowledged and honored in the community. And that activism in its bits and in its many ways and forms passed down to me. And I just opened up my version of activism. So a lot of my activism has to do with mental health, has to do with race relations, has to do right. with womanism versus feminism, or white feminism, all those sorts of things. And a lot of those spaces I've brought my daughter with me. Right. So she has this acknowledgement of Black Lives Matter and all these things that she's taking on herself to go, oh, okay, out of nowhere, she'll just make a Black Lives Matter drawing off GP. She's just sitting there in the room, just, dur, 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 dur. Mm-hmm. I wrote this, I drew this. And she has another, I've taken her to marches, all these sorts of things. And I've also been very open with her about her own privilege. My daughter is lighter than me. Mm-hmm. And she's lighter than me. And by stereotype, my hair would be the hair that she would have on her head. 
we have two different hair textures. Mine is 3B, 3C, wavy, curly, all that. My daughter has 4, 4B, 4C hair. So in the context of being light-skinned, she doesn't fit the mold. Mm. And then I'll have to acknowledge with her, you have your own privilege because you're lighter. You have to acknowledge that. And she, at this point, she doesn't get that. You know, she was dealing with it before when she was being bullied and all that. Right. Um, that bullying. Boy. Yeah, she, that bullying was, is, is a, a, a whole ho. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she was, I, I had to like break down the, the understanding of, understanding you have something that somebody else has not had because your skin color. You're still black. And I had to tell her years ago when she was maybe like three or four years old. And I asked her that she knew that she was black and she did. She couldn't answer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you are black, even though you may not look it because of your right. skin color. And because I'm your mom, I'm a few shades darker than you. Mm-hmm. And so, and her dad and her, her and her dad are about the same complexion. He may right. be a little bit darker. So she, that baby came out translucent almost. So <laughs> as the years have gone on. Me, so I, yeah. yeah, as the years have gone on, she's gotten darker. And even right now, I think one of her friends at school was like, I guess, I don't know if they were really complaining because that particular friend is dark-skinned. Mm. She was worried about going to the beach and getting darker. And I had to explain mm-hmm. that to her. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually quite beautiful when that happens. So yes. don't let her or anybody else feel like that's a bad thing. Because I even had to look at her. I'm like, well, so now you're a little bit dark right now, too. Mm-hmm. And she kind of took a step back like, huh? I'm like, yeah, yeah that's what happens when... The sun is out and it's yeah. summer and you just went to the beach. You're a little yeah, tan. That's everybody. everybody <laughs> you see when you take the bathing suit off and it's yeah, we just the color difference. Like forever. We yeah. Permanent, this is permanent, permanent for us. If anything, I just get a little bit darker. And even a friend of mine acknowledged that last weekend when I went to go see her. She was like, oh, girl, you got a tan. I was like, I feel like it's only on my left side. Because <laughs> that's the side, that's the side that some be on when I'm driving. So I'm like, I feel like it's only on one side. But <laughs> but I had to explain to her her own privilege. I'm like, yeah. you have a privilege that I don't have because you have quote unquote light skin privilege. Let me explain to you what that is. So I tried to explain it to her in the best way that I could, and I had to remember like, am I equipped enough to have these conversations with her yeah. coming from a quote unquote brown space because I'm right in the middle. Right. So. In those privileged spaces, like what we were talking about before, we went to private schools. Private school of privilege. Private school of privilege. We've been, we, we've had cars most of our lives. Don't even know what the bus is. I mean, <laughs> and I try to understand, you know, I've seen bus passes. I've used one once. Like, my friends ride the bus. Like, they, they life is the bus. Some of my family, their life is the bus. I've just always had a vehicle. Yeah. I've it, I've I've known bus life before. No wash and dry, like we talked about. Right, and I don't right know now, the mat. I don't do. I've done it once. Yeah, literally, like this right is now. An experience, like, yeah, it's just a beautiful moment. Yeah, I don't know the struggle of the every week. Yeah, bags and. I'm and I'm in that space right now because where I moved into didn't have doesn't have a wash and dry. They have a laundry facility on site, and then you know, one of their machines is always broken. So it's like, well, might as well just truck it with yeah. these two or three bags and just sit here. I take my work with me. Yeah. I take my books. I make sure that I have stuff to do in those spaces while I'm there. Right. So the the privileges that we as individuals have mm-hmm. and then the privileges that we as a people have and then tie that to the default of like universal white privilege and how I think that's my rewriting the script. Like we, I really wish there were 
we could have a more emboldened, open, open conversation about I wish, that. I wish we wouldn't. Uh, I wish we wouldn't work to identify what our challenges were so much. You know, the no, ooh, because that's life. <laughs> My challenge was my water bottle just failed. I wish we would stop describing the challenge. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I don't know what laundromat life is. Yes, I don't know what the bus life is. That does not mean I don't know what broke is. Yeah. Okay? Because you don't have a certain type of struggle. Just you don't understand the struggle look, as whole. You know what I'm saying? My parents, I was so in love at 18. You know what I mean? My parents was like, all right. And locks are changed. Mm-hmm. Didn't, they no come back home. Yeah. So I was legit homeless, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, dated a drug dealer, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, my son's father is incarcerated, he gets out 2027. Like, there are struggles that I go through just because I haven't used the laundromat or haven't done, mm-hmm. like, I've been in a certain life and I've gone through some things. So yeah. if we would stop just defining it as looking a certain way and in a certain box, like, I, I, it's, it's the same struggle. Like we're yeah. all, we are all just living life, trying to do our best at the end of the day to get to where we think we need to be. Yeah, and I, I think even to to um, kind of piggyback on what we were talking about earlier, when it comes to that type of struggle, um, well, privilege. Yeah, is the default privilege is not an admonishment. It's not a means of being able or trying to say that yeah, you're a horrible person. Because you you have the ability to operate within a certain amount of privilege, it's what we as people, especially people of color, really want people that have that universal default privilege mm-hmm. to understand that work within the privilege that you have to make things better and not get upset when we call out that privilege. Because the majority of the time, when we're calling out that privilege, because it's valid, mm-hmm. it's it's honest. It's yo, you are operating in a space where. You are the default, and it's not necessarily automatically wrong, but the problems that we have with it is that you are able to essentially coast Mm -hmm. and do almost anything that you want to do, and then when it's called out, and we're like, yo, your privilege is showing. Right. (sighs) I can't believe that. And honestly, of course, that's not everybody. This isn't a, a... slight to anybody with any sort of privilege right it's not any of that but it's more or less like if you can acknowledge that you have privilege you have so much more in the fight and are able to do the work that needs to be done to help overcome to help us all overcome because we're in this fight many of us are fighting against trump many of us are fighting against the um social economic things that we deal with Mm -hmm. many of us are fighting against poverty fighting against job loss Ag- Adam gave us our own target. I can't even go to West Broad Street anymore. I mean, you know, just little, little stuff. Little things here and there, right? G- gentrification, all those sorts of things. Yes. <laughs> you know, if, we, if we go ahead and just start to to, if, if everybody could just go ahead and identify a place where they have privilege, a place where you are elevated. I think you know, being African American, black, you know, what I'm saying. We feel like we just have it so bad. But I talked to you earlier about hearing privilege. Like, being at work and doing online virtual trainings, there are people who don't have closed captioning. They don't have a, mm-hmm. a, 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 a um, hand sign language interpreter available. Nobody requested it. People forgot about them. Until that's your concern, like, until I started working with that, I was like, wow, I am so hearing privileged. I was mm-hmm. just like, I can hear fine. Not, not even considering what they're going through. So I need to use my voice to say, Make sure you request closed captioning. Someone may not be able to hear. Make sure you get, you know, sign language interpreter in advance because someone's going to be left out. 
you know, just using my voice to help them yeah. for the voiceless. So we all need to maybe step into a space where we have privilege and don't even realize it. We all don't have the the negative part of our story. Like um, Tony Robbins said, if you're going to blame someone, blame them eloquently. And we could probably have a difference of opinion on this one because some of my Kanye friends feel some kind of way. <laughs> um, but, you know, just like Kanye was like, you know, this, slavery was a choice. Mm. If that's how you feel, Kanye, all right. No, I don't agree with you. Mm. Um, no one wanted to be in that situation. At the same time, can you acknowledge that because you're in your space of privilege, like you've had some additional amazing benefits, and thank God those slaves that was a choice chose not to stay there, right. so that you can have what you have. Like, can we just acknowledge that? Like, mm-hmm. t- tell the whole story when you're telling it. Like, yeah. blame it eloquently. So, I like it. You know, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so that wraps up this episode. Of it does. We done. This wraps up our episode of My Depression's Got Jokes. I want to give the biggest shout out to Carl Presley. Who, give, give us all the names that you have and as well as where we can find you and all the work that you do. I will. Uh, I am Cara Presley, the career cheerleader. Um, I am also Big Bone Vegan. These are all on Instagram, just like they said. The mm-hmm. Career Cheerleader, um, Big Bone Vegan, because I'm 70-30 vegan. Whole nother podcast again, but it's about balance. <laughs> I said, okay? where's Roger when we need her? It is about balance. <laughs> um, Big Bone Barbie, that's where I just, I'm funny, I'm emotional, I am me. That's the funny side. And um, that's that's all. I, you know, I have my other career, training analyst, and then I'm, you know, I work in an apartment complex and I raise a human. Uh, but <laughs> you want some career motivation, career cheerleader, if you want some funny stuff, quotes and such, uh, and see me in these streets, Big Bone Barbie. And uh, if you want to try to get healthy but you still like tacos, Big Bone Vegan. <laughs> That's it. Do you have any, any special fact. events or anything coming up? Um, no, only the only upcoming next event I have is in Canada. Uh, it's in September. I love how you say only, like it was it's, not a big deal. I'm, so, I'm just going to be love, in Canada. I'm, just, I'm really excited about it. Chilling with Justin Trudeau. No big Don't deal. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, I, when I'm speaking at the Women's in Payments Symposium. It's a panel on making it work, uh, following your dreams and thriving in the workplace. Uh, it's me and one other woman on the panel. Um, and um, I am speaking at your next event. So book me. You know, email me, <laughs> thecareercheerleader at gmail.com. I want to speak everywhere in Richmond, everywhere I can, all the schools, after-school program. I don't care if you got a pet boarding school, man. We're coming in to <laughs> Whatever you need me to do. I host birthday parties for pets, people, and people. I don't know. Whatever you need. I want to be there. I want to speak. Okay? So um, I'm here. I'm down. Speaking is a gift, man. You gotta yes. Let, and support her in her gift. So make sure that y'all follow her on everything that she yes. just said. Everything Thank y'all. with Social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those good things. And make sure y'all email her if you need somebody for oh, your so. next event. Make sure that you email her and don't be like, oh, I don't know who to get because. Ooh, and don't try to post. come. If, if that's her price, listen. Let that be her price. Oh, we said what we said in 2018. I said what I said. We're not adjusting <laughs> prices. Not at all. So I gas her up every episode before once yes. she's actually in the studio. So, <laughs> so while you're here, I've already Put done this. We've already down. seen you. So, like, Put it down. No, you don't. So, oh gosh, we can still see. What are we talking? We can still see you. We can. We can still see you. Oh my gosh. Okay. What is the question? 
there is no question. Why did you put those glasses? She put her glasses on. And I put, cannot. And put the laptop to block the other camera from I cannot. <laughs> and this is why we are friends. So but no, it's the question. No, there's it's no just, question. This oh. is just this is me your... gassing you up because oh, normally, you're so annoying. <laughs> normally in in the normally what would happen at the end of the show is when I would gas you up and promote the playlist that you created for us, oh, and as well as to promote you as an individual. So I, this is a time where you can actually do it for yourself. I'm still going to shout you out at the end because this is part of the credits. But so. not a good gasser, but I hope we're going to find it today. I hope you guys are enjoying the playlist. I just added um, to it like yesterday. Nice. Because, you know, Beyonce with the gems. Yo, listen. Got to put some Beyonce in there. But no, you guys can follow me at Jess Was Here, W-U-Z, here, like you used to tag in the bathroom. You thought you were cool in the fourth grade. First of all, I took a, poll. I took a poll on that, and it was 11 to 7, U versus A. So it's was. After you threw your, like, nasty-ass paper towel onto the roof of the thing. Like, yeah. After you wrote your name on the wall, you threw a paper towel or tissue or whatever to right. the roof of it. And then you was like, I'm so cool. And I'm you so went to cool. homeroom. Now we can do it professionally looking with vinyl stickers that are only a dollar and that help fund the website. <laughs> Shameless plug. No, but if you need any help curating your events or you need a flyer or whatever, I pretty much can do like anything except for build your website. Um, and I could, just no one wants to pay me that. That's so <laughs> she could do, she could do website, she could do layout design, guys. I could do layout and design, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I can do CSS. I choose not to be. I let other people flourish in that lane. I don't even know. That is not want. where God wants me. <laughs> However, you trying to get this event popping? You trying to get some flyer popping? Oh, something is important. So See? on August the 3rd. We are going to have a cookout at Battery Park. Okay. Come because through. they are showing Black Panther for movies in the park. Right. It's the day before 804. How perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, look, I have this all planned out. The movie doesn't start till sundown, which is like 830. So we go, you know, just bring something small. Like, I'm going to bring chicken wings because I want to be super black. Amen. Right. We're going to tailgate and I'm going to get the Bluetooth and we're going to do the electric slide. As and we're we going to show all of our non color friends. How cookouts really go, and that they're not going to call the police. But um, right, because I'm we can't out, barbecue in this space. <laughs> I'm giving out 50 Let's bottles see. of water and 50 <laughs> bags of popcorn for people to enjoy during the movie. But yeah, so August 3rd, we're okay. we're mobbing, we're steady mobbing, we're Wakanda we all the way. Oh, let's wax her. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm gonna wear my my African clothes that I only wear twice a year. Wax well, starting now, I celebrate Juneteenth, so three times a year I get to wear my African clothes now. There you Let's go. See. Swag surf at Black Panther. Right? <laughs> yeah, Battery Park. We are six thirty. Swag surf, like you put that in the calendar as Listen. is. Swag surf at swag Battery Park. Surf from as six one to eight. as one does. So we're going to be swag surfing. This is the longest. Yo, we should do. Uh, uh, what's that thing called? The Guinness Book of World Records. Yes, I'm in the, <gasps> the last Guinness. I'm in the, the last swag surf. <laughs> I'm in the biggest swag surf one now. Currently. Wait. Are you? Yeah. When did that so you're a it record holder. A party. You're a record we holder. We are not. We are not a record holder. The party people are record uh, holders. I mean, same. I did it. Yeah. 
<laughs> they were like, this is for Kenneth, so don't mess it up. I was like, man, I've had a lot of... How do you mess up a swag, sir? You know, they were telling us that, but I mean, it was like open bar, so some of us were pretty, oh. you know, not okay. coordinated. I was like, when you were supposed well, to go left cool. and you went right, I can understand right. that part. But no, if but you, you like... know, it's, it's, it should be in your bones. Like, swimming's innate, you know, for babies. Swag surfing is innate for black people. I, like, I it's, it's just swag our rhythm. Swag surf the electric slide. Right, it's just our rhythm. Like, all it that just works for us. Bring a little love in there. Something in there. Yeah. I had to, um, what was funny is that <laughs> they played the Cupid Shuffle at the wedding yesterday, and I was like, I got Oh, go. this is going to make people really <laughs> mad, and I don't care. Yesterday at the Black Bar Crawl, they started playing R. Kelly, and me and all of my friends literally stood there. <laughs> uh, but he, the guy, the DJ knew us. No. The DJ, mm, not really. I mean, we no. can, but no, no, not really. Like, we, we, we boycotted him. We can't do it. It's not even about a boycott, but no, to me, they like, did. They like, the, it's, they it, if it's not necessary, don't play it. This is true. And it was, there's a lot of things we could play right now. Why, you, you know what I mean? So, the DJ knew us though, and he changed the song like about fifteen I, seconds in, and it was <laughs> it was the funniest was thing like, ever. And I was like, and that's story. how you use your and privilege. Everybody was just like, that's how you use your that's privilege. How you do it. That's how you do you're it. Thinking, we're having a good day. We don't want to think about it. No, we're not gonna do that. Yeah. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to step in the name of love. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. You can't make me. And you know, as someone who's had you know some past abuse situations, you know what I mean. That's where my empathy, man. I'm trying to, like, I understand we shouldn't judge a whole past at the same time. You wrong, Kels. Like, <laughs> we ain't doing oh, it no more. We're not gassing you up no more. I no. Would, we refuse. That's it. That is its own episode. That but is. I would be better with this situation if they were very small changes that happened. Mainly acknowledgement, but that's just me. One even he just he just puts out another song about slow grinding, and like that's just so me. That's just me. Like it has never you that's have never difficult. actually acknowledged this to no. your fans. No, and if I missed it, all I'm asking for the people that love to yell at me on Instagram is just show me where I could have missed it. All I see is another song every time he just come on. Just show and me I where. believe I can fly. I ain't making it no more. We done with Space Jam. Sorry. Yeah, we, I don't, we have so many other songs that we could do at fifth grade graduation. <laughs> but that's the song I did at fifth grade graduation. <laughs> All of us did at fifth grade graduation. I'm so weak. I'm so weak. What do you mean? I watched, I watched Space Jam like a few months ago and I was like, shit, this movie ain't the same no more. I believe we still on Whitney. That is funny because that is totally the song we did. You know what? That's fine. We can just pull back Whitney. It's fine. It's fine. go back to Whitney. Her movie's coming out. Yeah, yeah. I heard this is the one that has like shady. All Whitney. the good stuff. Right, right. Yeah. This is see, Whitney. Honestly, and we love Whitney. Whitney is the the complete depiction of Facebook. She was beautiful, America's sweetheart. But like Whitney be smoking cigarettes in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't watch Bobby and Whitney. You watched it. We do things to get through. Everybody has their vice. Like it's life. There it is. So we gon' we, I think we're gonna pick okay. this up on, on IG Live. Listen. So we're gonna pick this up on IG stories. So but I wanna make sure that I get everything out. Always to guess up our first official sponsor, which is nonprofitability. Come Support on, oh, nonprofitability. Yes. I know that doctor. You know Dr. Doctor Chantel Malachi. Me too. <laughs> She's also Come a sponsor on, of JustWasHere.com if you want to go see? read about her. Yes. She's amazing. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. She's, she's to me a pity me black woman. Like, 
I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it back to you. Like I'm not I could hold all this candy that I can never finish in my whole lifetime. I can give you two pieces, you two pieces, you Listen. two pieces. And she's like, she may only have like four, five pieces left. She doesn't even live in her abundance because she's always giving. And I just Listen. love she's just everything. She's everything. she's everything. Everything. You're everything, doctor. You are everything, Donald. But support for my depression's guy Joe's comes from nonprofitability. If you have an idea that will help your community, but you don't know where to start, nonprofitability has you covered. From courses to pro bono work to one-on-one help, nonprofitability helps to make your dreams of building a successful nonprofit a reality. So to get started, check her out at nonprofitability. So that is profitability with a non in front of it. Context clues. Profitability, nonprofitability.org slash lift. So make sure to use, you You heard all three of us gas her up just now. So we're not just saying that for the hype. She ain't paying before she is paying. Like, she, she's a sponsor. But, <laughs> but even if she wasn't a sponsor, we would gas her up because she's done so much to help my nonprofit thrive. Other career yes always that's how you and i like officially yes, met was at her event her right see she's amazing. she's amazing she's bringing incredible people together as one should so <laughs> but definitely check her out that is dr Chantel malachi she's literally a doctor we ain't gassing her she up she's a doctor she's not all wanting, those degrees hers hers she's not wanting to bond them she ain't just out here throwing no, out names so <laughs> we said what we said and i don't care how you feel so but yes definitely support her if you have ideas for nonprofits. If you have a nonprofit already and it's kind of stalled out, like kind of how Paper Storms was for me in the very beginning, all those good things, like she has come through and was like, look, and will tell you the real. She would say, she's not gonna be like, oh, well, here's what you need to do and we're gonna be like, she'll be like, look, this shit right here does not make sense. You need to switch this up. How many people do you have? Oh no, girl, we're not gonna do it that way. She comes at you with the real. So definitely hit her up. See how you can get involved. She's always doing a course, always doing a class. So make sure that you get in touch with her so you can get your shit together if you have a nonprofit. So, yeah. So you hear the music in the background. I, f- I feel just like Marcus right now because he says stuff like that. But <laughs> you hear the music in the background. So that means that the show is over. But I also want to make sure that you continue to support us on Patreon. Every segment, every bits and pieces of this show is brought to you by Patreon. The segment that you're listening to right now, everything is brought to you by Patreon. And that means that it is brought to us by you. So how we get sponsorship here is through the support of our subscribers. So if you want a daily or weekly shout out, if you want to support us in a way that you feel you can or you want to like go all out and be a sponsor go over to the patreon page which is patreon that's patron with an e p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash m-d-g-j podcast all together patreon.com slash podcast you can check us out there to see how you could be able to help support us we have support for a dollar. If you want to give a dollar a month to help us continue making magic here at Legacy Internet Radio. And we have prices up from there. You can also do custom amounts as well to help us continue to keep the lights on here at My Depression's Got Jokes. So, got all that out the way. <laughs> and now we have everything that we're going to do for the end of the show. So... 
let me see what else we need to talk about we talked about everything else we talked about white privilege we talked about all the good that okay cool so like, <laughs> we'll make sure that we got everything out of the way so that nobody's like but wait you said you're gonna talk about that and you didn't so we actually did so my depression's got jokes is a production of legacy internet radio marcus J is our lead producer music and sound provided by joaquin carude my depression's got jokes spotify playlist curated by the one and only jessica snyder thank you so much for just being in the studio thank you so much for Cara Presley being in the studio and as always we are thankful and open to continuing the conversation and disarming the stigma of mental illness through humor I am your host Joy Donaldson and I will see you all next week bye